Welcome to Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy on a drizzly, cold, football weather kind of a night. The opening kickoff has just been kicked off. Summit receives the ball. They're going to get the ball at about the, uh, their own 35-yard line. Summit is in their white jerseys. They're going from our left to right. CHA in all black jerseys. I'm Chad Leland. Dean is not with us tonight, so you are suffering between myself and the melodious tones of Joseph Ashbrook. Joe, man, how are you? Great, great to be with you tonight, Chad. So here come the uh, Summit Silver Knights. They're in a shotgun formation. They put the outside receiver in motion. Looks like a jet sweep. Eagles look to be there. Julian Herman with a huge tackle in the backfield. Loss of 43 yards. And uh, loss of two right there. And that was a really good play to start it off here, Joe. Yeah, Summit likes to run the jet with number one, Gage Flan. He's a sophomore. He's very athletic. Nice little athlete. But we had to the field side. Herman was playing outside backer on the field side. He just ran it down inside out. Flynn didn't have the speed to get to the edge on Herman. Joe, man, welcome to a rainy night. This is beautiful football weather. Yeah, great night for a rivalry game in the beautiful state of Ohio. Here we go. The Summit Silver Knights are in shotgun formation. Looks like a little bit of a the, – the, the running back is right behind the quarterback. Snap is back. He's back to pass. Looking for someone to find, throws out to a back, and he is tackled for a loss of two. Looks like uh, Jack Wolkowski on the tackle number 30 on the field, number one in our hearts. Yeah, Wolkowski did a nice job that time coming up to make the play on the little fire out of the backfield. We're on the right hash this time, and we're playing the outside backers. Will Coe to the short side of the field, and Herman to the wide side of the field. And Jack did a nice job coming up making the play. 0 0, a minute and a half into this football game game. Summit is facing a third down and 13. They're on their own 30-yard line. They're in shotgun formation with the running back directly behind the quarterback. Ames is in, is in the game. Here comes back the pass. He's looking to scramble and throws it up. It is intercepted. Intercepted by Julian Hurt. And nobody catching him. No flag. That is, a, Anyone was curious, Chad has a long memory <laughs> and never forget. <laughs> also, it's just really nice to put it to Summit every single year. <laughs> Seven nothing Eagles. Less than a minute and a half, uh, less than two minutes into this game, Summit had the ball first through a pick six. In case you're just joining us, and the Eagles are kicking off here, and uh, not a bad turnout for a kind of overcast, drizzly kind of an evening. It's our first ball. 
football type weather. Late. Joe, man, I'm glad we're here, buddy. Yeah, great rivalry game. I think Summit and CHA have largely been the class of the league since North Carolina struggled the last several years. And Summit's got a heck of a program going. They just they hadn't quite been able to get over the hump. So here's a squib kick, and it's uh, taken by Summit, who almost hit a almost hit a uh, seam. Uh, yeah, looks like it's uh, been up to the 40-yard line. Pierce Kenimer, 25 on the tackle on special teams. Summit looked to have a little bit of a lane, and it closed up really quick. Yeah, but a nice job of blocking that by the Knights. Pierce Kenimer. Nellis Ramsey, a nice Cole. job hitting the hole, getting it up just over the 40. That's just starting field. 41-yard line is the starting point for the Silver Knights. They got... Uh, Shotgun formation, a receiver on each side. It looks like they're going to hand it off to the left. He tries to bounce it out and has some room. He gets out across the 45-yard line to the 47, gain a six on first down. Yeah, Ramsey's a nice little running back, Chad. He took the little inside zone, handoff, and just bounced it to the outside and picked up six. Summit comes in here at four and three on the season. CHCA, of course, is, I believe, uh, five and two. Four and two. We did have the bye week last week. Shotgun, a little reverse, a little counter. Ball's on the ground, and it looks like Summit bounced back on it, but that's a loss of about three yards. You know, Chad, I think Summit's got a lot of, of sophomore and junior contributors and really nice athletes. I think in this kind of a game, it's going to be important for them to try to stem the tide here early to try to correct the slow start and a little mistake. Those guys feel comfortable hanging around, but they're sophomore, 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 junior, junior of their skill positions, so they're going to be pretty good for a few years. That sounds good. There's a, a, a budding rivalry. Summit back to, back to throw. Quarterback's back, throws it way over the head on third down and seven, and it, the Silver Knights are going to have to punt with the ball on their own 44. Yeah, Chad, that's why little mistakes really hurt you. Summit has got a nice play on first down with Ramsey and then had a fumble in the backfield on second down and sent him in third and long. Incomplete pass, bringing out for the Eagles, let the offense get the ball. This is a great start for the Eagles. Pick six to start the game to go up 7 nothing, and then a quick three and out. Summit back to punt. The kick is up. It's a pretty decent one, although it looks like it's heading to the sideline, and it bounces out at the, uh, the, the Eagles' 26-yard line. Yeah, one thing to keep an eye on tonight, Chad, is that Summit's punter is uh, a junior named DJ Tobel, excuse me, BT Tobel, and he may be their best athlete, all things considered. So on special teams, we'll see if Summit maybe has a little fake or something of that ilk to try to get a spark at some point tonight. Eagles have to keep an eye out for every, every kind of chicanery known to me. Now, Joe, I know he's the punter, but does he play other positions as well? What do we need to look out for from a skill position-wise? Yeah, he plays wide out. They'll play him at the quarterback in a wildcat type look. They also play corner. He's a, he's a nice little athlete. They move around and do a lot with him. Very nice. We'll keep an eye on uh, BT Tobel tonight for the uh, for Summit squad. By little, I mean he's probably 6'2". So here comes the Eagles. They're going to hand it off to Bernard right up the middle, and he's... Oh, that's D.J. Ames, and he gets a gain of about four yards. They were in a trips left formation right there, and they just handed right up the middle. Yeah, Eagles start with D.J. in the backfield, 
at the running back position and Alex Bernard in the slot with which with which Alex Speed is gonna put an awful lot of stress on the safety down the seam. Probably won't be long before we take a shot with him down the field. Yeah, it looks like they're in uh, trips left again, put a tight end to the left as well, and now they're gonna run the jet sweep with DJ. Oh man, we got a missed block out there. And a hold behind the play. And a hold behind the play. This is gonna make a second and six into a second and twenty. Yeah, we had trips and we flipped the backside tight end to the play side, so it's almost an unbalanced with it. Numbers right in yeah. time and unbalanced. Brody just missed the block out on the edge. DJ ends up beating it anyway, but we're gonna have a hold behind the play. Yeah, and you know what, Joe Man, if I remember correctly, last year, uh last year Bernard scored a ninety two yard touchdown run out of that exact formation with the trips moving the tight end over there. It's a little different when you have uh, uh, the, the kid at Ohio University, Barnhart, uh, uh, blocking for you on the edge. <laughs> yeah, Ju- Julian does a good job. We, we, our guys are play. You can't really replace Mason, but our guys are still in and out. They're doing a good job. They're doing awesome. Trips right to this time. Looks Herman like alone. Herman's alone on the left side, and there's no safety over. Cole in the shotgun position. DJ next to him. The snap goes back. It's a screen pass, and it looks like it's covered up. Cole's rolling to the right. Cole's going to just step out of bounds for about a loss of three yards. Yeah, when the quarterback starts scrambling around on a screen pass, rarely do good things ever happen. Cole did a nice job just going ahead and getting out of bounds. But the problem with that first down hold, that's second down. The problem with that hold on second down is it's third in a country mile. Now, one thing I like, Chad, formationally with that last formation, we have Herman singled up on one side, and you have Bernard on the spot on the other side. So you have two true track stars on the other side of the field, puts a lot of vertical pressure on the defense. That, that's going to work. That's a good problem to have. Looks like you got Metzler over on this side. Ace formation, two receivers on each side. Summit is showing some pressure as Cole looks over the defense. They're going to put Grody in motion. They're going to fake the jet sweep, and Fisher's back to throw. Steps up in the pocket. The ball's loose. The ball. ball is loose. And Summit, by Summit. Summit knocked the ball out of Cole's hand, and Summit's getting the ball on the 10-yard line. You know, I guess what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Summit comes up with a big play there to strip the ball from Cole. He's trying to step up in the pocket, and he didn't have the ball close to his body. He had it down down around his waist, away from his body. Nice job by the D lineman from Summit, keeping his motor running, coming from behind the play, toward the play, and getting the strip. Now Summit's got first and 10 on the 11. Let's see, sudden change defense is really important. Be interesting to see if the Eagles can get a stop. Force a field goal attempt. Need a force field goal attempt. Summit is going to be in trips right, and the shotgun formation looks a lot like an Eagles play. Snap is back. They're going to run the ball. They're going to quarterback's going to keep it. The D lineman is right That's there. Toble That's the Toble was in the was in the uh, was in the quarterback is that DJ Ames Ben Sanders. Who's 55? Colby Tony on the top. Colby Tony was standing right there, not taking the bait. Yeah, that first play in short yardage red zone, they put Tobo at the quarterback so they could run with Tobo and Ramsey, which is a nice one-two punch. But the Eagles were there and stacked it up. Second and 11 from the 12-yard line. Ace formation, two receivers left and right. Quarterback is back to throw. He throws it, and it is caught. For a gain of about four yards to the eight, and it's going to be third down and seven. Yeah, Chad, sophomore Jimmy Stein, number four, is Summit's regular quarterback, and they put Tobo, took Tobo back to the wideout position, put Stein's back in on that second down play, and he threw a little out, completed, but the Eagles were all over. Eagles up front look like they're so far 
winning at the point of attack, which is going to be problematic for Summit. If that Summit can't get something going at the point of attack, all right. Third and a long six. Third and a long six for Summit on the seven-yard line. It looks like it's a reverse. Oh, they're going to throw it. The coverage is there. The Eagles defense is held. Stay like, Oh, there's a guy all the way on the backside of the field, and he overthrows him. The quarterback, the quarterback rolled all the way. The Eagles had great defense on the front side. They showed an option left and had the wideout come back to the right and put the ball to him. The defensive coverage held on the right side of the defense, but the quarterback, who's unaccounted for, slipped out. Luckily, the wide receiver's throw was over his head and through the back of the end zone, and the, the Summit's going to have to settle for three here, Joe. Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily designed. I think he was the last option coming back, but it was there. He nailed it. The kick is up, and it is good. That was a great kick. It looks like it's about a uh, 27-yard field goal, plenty of leg. And uh, Summit takes advantage the of the – Cole Fisher fumble inside the red zone. Eagles defense holds to a field goal, 7-3. Eagles with 6 and 51 seconds left in that first quarter. Yeah, Summit's kicker Graham Nicholson, also a sophomore, has a really nice leg. That was a nice kick right down the middle off of the left hash. And it was only a 27-yard field goal, probably would have easily been good from around 40, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It was a really good kick. But great job by the Eagles on first and second down, making plays, quick tackles, tackling so important. They made the tackle for the third long, and then Summit makes a mistake while we talked about sudden change. Eagles get a stop for the field goal, two turnovers. Each team's got one, but we got the touchdown out of it on the return, and that's a field goal. Still a good result for Summit. If we don't have that hold, holding play that gets us off schedule, we were moving the ball a yeah. little bit. Brand and I think back to the psychology of the momentum of the game where, where a lot of their best players are young, being able to hang around is going to be important for some. Absolutely. You don't want to give them any hope. Herman, Herman Ames and Bernard back to receive the kick. Summit's poop. Pooch is way downfield, down inside the five. He picks it up. Looks like that's Julian Herman trying to find a lane. And he gets out. Oh, he's still going. He's out across the 35. That's a great return by Julian up to the 35-yard line after catching it on the two. Yeah, you know, we haven't been had many chances to return because Indian Hill and Wyoming's kickers both put the ball in the end zone consistently. And Trimble just did whip kicks against us. And other teams haven't scored much against us. So Nicholson's a great little kicker, but he doesn't quite have the leg to get it to the end zone. So he put that inside the 10. But we're able to get a return out of it, which would be an interesting dynamic. I tell you, as a, as a high school kicker, putting it consistently inside the 10 is almost better than putting it in the end zone because you can get that coverage down there. But Julian did a great job giving the Eagles field position on the 35. Eagles going from the right to left. Wilkowski looks like they're handing it to DJ Ames. DJ hits a little grease and gets about six, seven yards up to about the 42-yard line. It's going to be second down and about three. Yeah, Chad, we pulled it. Bernard out of the game, and Wolkowski came in and serving as little H-back lead blocker for A. Comes across the formation, throws a nice block out there on the edge, and DJ picks up about seven. Yeah, it looks like he's that little hammer in the backfield. They're going to hand the ball to DJ again, and Jack Wolkowski with a huge block. DJ bouncing outside of the 
That is a great play. Good luck. First down. Wilkowski gets the kick out block on the edge. Ames tucks it up right inside. Ames is a very nice runner between the tackles. He's got good balance, good vision, and good sense of what he wants. Made the cut, got inside Jack, and then bounced it to the edge. Same formation. Wilkowski's kind of an inside wing. They're going to hand it to DJ again. DJ is going to try to squeeze it up for about three yards. Hit the line of scrimmage, but falling forward. That's that's always a good sign. Yeah, Eagles O line doing a nice job up front too with Wilkowski coming in, and they got a nice dynamic and mojo going, and they're opening up some room for the running game. One interesting dynamic tonight is Shade Chia transfer right tackle Robbie Pinto was at Summit last year, and now he's playing right tackle for us. Be interesting to watch that dynamic all night. It's been a great addition for us. Wilkowski lined up a yard or two behind the line of scrimmage, right behind the guard in the center tackle. They're going to hand – oh, they're not going to hand it to DJ. They're going to throw the ball. Oh, and Julian Herman on a little out drops the ball. He had some room to run too, but it's going to be third down and seven. Yeah, we got, we we lined up in somewhat of a heavy set formation, Chad, where we had Herman at tight end next to Pinto. And Mikowski was offset as an H-back behind them. Ran a play action to Ames as if it was going an outside zone off tackle and then threw a play action to the tight end right behind him. It was there. Julian just dropped it. Ace formation, DJ's in the backfield. I think two down territory here. Ah, and they got a got him to jump. They went on the they went on the hard count, and it looks like they are calling offside. So a third and seven is now a third and two, and that's the reason you call the hard count because they saw someone was coming with the house play. Yeah, nice job by Cole to get him on the hard count. We were talking, Chad. I think this is two down territory with the ball inside the 35. Great thing about the hard count is now it's third and three. The whole playbook's open to you now for two plays. You can take a shot at the end out here if you want. Absolutely. Ace formation, hard count again. Summit this time's more disciplined and doesn't uh, doesn't jump. Cole and the whole offense looking to the sideline for the play. Looking at the uh, wristbands to try to call the play at the line. DJ's moving to the right of Cole Fisher in shotgun formation and a timeout called by Mark M- Mark Muller. Yeah, timeout. didn't get set up right. Caught a timeout. In the first half, always a good thing to not do something you're not comfortable with. Go ahead and just take a timeout and don't waste the play with something you're not comfortable with. Talk about it. Make sure you get set up right. It's 33. Make sure you're going to do what you want. It's a good timeout. Tell you what, Joe, it is a uh, youth football night here at CHCA. I'm looking down at the cheerleaders spanning, it looks like, from kindergarten all the way to senior year. There's probably about 800 of them down there. Yeah, third, think, third grade through, through third grade. They're adorable, Chad. We've got some beautiful little ladies down there making it happen. And the uh, high school cheerleaders have been doing a great job with the young ladies, making them feel special and part of the big show. And you can tell those little faces are beaming. It's fun to watch. It is awesome to watch. They love being down there helping cheer. Right, here we go. And now the Eagles out of the timeout. Third down and three from the 27-yard line going in. Cole Fisher is going to keep it and it's wrapped up. It is going to be a loss of two, loss of three. Now we're looking at fourth and six from the 30. And does this change the map for the two? No, you still go for it. We don't take it. Now, great play by the backside defensive end. I didn't see what his number was from Summit. He beat Pinto off the edge and he stayed at home. So when Cole makes the handoff to DJ, he's going to come back right at him. But he both stayed at home and did a great job of 
squeezing his leverage down so Cole didn't have the room to go. Great play by the Silver Knight. Great play. Fourth down and six. Eagles on the Summit 30-yard line looking to go in. They're going to hand the ball to Alex on a jet sweep. Alex, Alex spins and is tackled and he's short. He gained a, gained a three on fourth and six. And Summit's defense stands tall. You know, Chad, I don't think that was necessarily a bad call to give Alex the jet on on fourth and six, but he cut it up. Yeah. And the numbers, were, uh, he probably should have kept going on that outside. And I think if he had kept going outside, you have to look at it on the film. I think if he kept going outside, he'd have been able to get that. I was going to say the same thing, Joe. When you're a coach calling that with your speedster, you want that to be a race to the sideline and a race to the sticks. And Bernardi is a good football player. He thought he saw a seam and he planted his foot and went up. That's what you want to see. Unfortunately, Summit was there, and that's a good play by them. First yeah, down, by the first and 10 for the uh, for the Knights on their own 27. They're going to hand off off tackle. He's got a little bit of room, stays no, on his feet, gain of about seven to the 35. Colby Tony out there on the Colby tackle. Colby number 55 on the tackle for Cincinnati Hill. So let's see how this defense uh, reacts again. We had the turnover and the ball on, the, on our own 10-yard line last time. Now we, now we go for our fourth down and, and don't get it. But now Summit has a whole long way to go, 65 yards. So the Eagles have a whole field to defend. Second down and three from the 35-yard line. In motion, shotgun formation. They're going to hand off tackle. Summit is grabbed up. Lost of about one, maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Eagles are in their 4-4 personnel. Flaggles in the game, so we got four backers out there right now and four linemen. That time we were much more stout at the point of attack. And made a play for zero yards. Third and a long three. And I, I don't think any of these plays are a gimme for Summit. I, if we can avoid turning the ball over and don't give up big plays, we've got a great chance to win the ball game. I agree. Ben Shanders on the tackle on that last one, playing strong at right end. Summit with twins on the left. They're going to snap the football. It was unexpected. He's wide open. Oh, my goodness. The ball was thrown. They ran a little hitch, and they ran an out. The ball was snapped before he was prepared for it. The Eagles hardly moved. Their wide receivers moved. They had a wide-open guy. He overthrew him for the hitch and was overthrown. So incomplete at the end of that, and it's fourth and three. Yeah, Chad, the only guy that moved was the quarterback. Nobody on our D-line really pursued hard. It was a bit That play was a total dumpster fire. And he was open, and he just didn't complete the pass. Back to punt. Summit kicks the ball off. And it looks like they're going to call Peter and try to get it. It rolls out of bounds or is out of bounds on the fly. And it looks like CHCA might get some really good field position out of this. Yeah, that was a ground rule double, Chad. It actually bounced on the track and went over the fence on the visitor's side. Well, hopefully for Dean's Brewers tonight, he sees a lot of that. You know, for those of you who don't know, Dean Nicholas is a huge Brewers fan, and this is an important moment for him. And the rumor is he's not with us tonight because he was so moved historically when we have had Stephen Newman, the world walker, into the school to speak that he, he is doing a walk to L.A. for his Brewers. A citation needed there, Joe, man. <laughs> Eagles formation, empty backfield, trips left. They're going to put Bernard actually now back into the backfield. Trips left, single on the right. They're going to hand it to Bernard, but instead Cole Fisher kept it and just tripped and fell down. So loss of one. It's been a little sloppy here. You look up and you see the drizzle. It's a little cold. It's the first time we've seen that. 
Summit's playing well. CHCA seems to be a little out of sorts. Second and 11. Let's see if the Eagles can kind of rebound here. You know, Chad, you mentioned the reference. Stephen Newman is an American author who has walked across, I think, all seven continents and written a book about his experience. Dean, big fan. <laughs> we got trips left. Here comes Cole. He's going to be rolling out to the left. He doesn't see a receiver. He's just going to throw the ball away. Great coverage by Summit. And uh, no separation. And it's going to be third down and 11 again. Yeah, and nice job by Summit in coverage. Well coached, well prepared. They were all over the route from the flood route. We'll roll out that time. Rain is really starting to come down now. So take care of the ball. I think that not on this play, but I think going back to some of the heavy looks and running the ball with DJ to keep getting that rhythm might be a good idea here we can pick up the first down. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have to try to gain 11 yards, and, and yards have been a little hard to come by short of DJ Ames off tackle. Cole Fisher with ace formation. Bernard in the backfield. He's back to throw. The pocket's clean. He's got all day. He's going to get wrapped up in the backfield. He's wrapped up in the backfield. He stepped up in the pocket. He started shuffling right. That defensive end who went way outside and the, and the offensive tackle creates that pocket, came back from behind him, and Cole never saw it. Sacked for a loss of two, fourth and 13. Two minutes to go in the first quarter, Joe. Yeah, nice defensive series for Summit. Going to get a chance to get the ball back. So from their own 42-yard line, the ball is back to, to Nice he run. makes a killer kick. Oh, just out of bounds. That might be inside the 20, though. The ball was a, a great kick down the sideline. We'll see where the officials spot it. Either way, the Eagles are going to have uh, – the Summit's not going to have great field position. Yeah, I think I think since the last two possessions we've kind of petered out, I wouldn't despise if you see DJ touch the ball two of the first three plays on the next series. Well, and here's something really funny. When the ball goes out of bounds, the referee, the head referee is supposed to stand back there and, and tell the other ref where it went out of bounds. The other ref started walking up, and the referee was running down the field, so no one really knows where the ball was spotted, so they're putting it at the 21. <laughs> Trips right for Summit. They're going to throw the ball in the backfield. Julian Herman blasts through a block, and it looks like there's also a hole, but what a play by number 18. Yeah, Chad, we mentioned the second time they've been able to get the ball to Flynn, number one. They got him on the jet sweep on the first play. Herman to the wide side of the field again. That time was a bubble screen. Herman beats his block and makes the tackle, but he, there was a hold call on the play anyway. Nonetheless, still beat the block. Looks like the Eagles are going to take the penalty and keep backing him up. It gives them another down, but with this weather and they have the ball in the 10, a lot of things can happen. I, I do like taking the penalty in this particular situation. I do too. Make it first down, 21 to go. It's raining hard. When we get the ball back, I feel like we should have a constant barrage of DJ one way, Alex the other. <laughs> Let's get the ball back first. First and 21, Summit has the ball on their own 10-yard line following a punt and a penalty. 4-4 four, four personnel. It's a little quick slant. Knocked out of the sky by the outside linebacker. That's Herman. Julian Herman. Yeah, we, we've got we've got four four personnel in the field. We're playing Wilkowski though on the short side of the field outside, as opposed to playing him inside against Trimble. Klusmeyer was playing inside. They run a little. They run a slant. Julian does a nice job in his drop, getting underneath it, and just got a hand on. You know, Joe, one other thing I just thought of is GHA was off last week. We haven't played in two weeks. I wonder if that plays a little bit into the sloppiness here of the first quarter. 
Yeah, I don't know. They're doing a nice job covering our outs downfield, and they're getting off our O-lineman's blocks and making sacks. Trips right. Back to throw. Looks like a straight pass. Wilkowski's the only one out there. And he's free down the sideline. He got the first down, a gain of about 23 up to the 33-yard line. Mike Phillips, the middle linebacker, 34, hustling back to make a tackle, but that's a great play call. Great play call was set up really well. And Rams was able to just get out in space and make a play, picked up the first down. Nice call by the Knights. It's on the 35-yard line. I mean, it's coming down. I mean, they're not they're not heavy drops, but it's coming down pretty good right now. The band, Grantham's got the band going in. Little uh, little comeback route on first down, and it's completed on the sideline. It looks like Summit was moving, but no flag. Gain of seven, second and three. And uh, right now, it looks like it's just a nice, calm, steady shower coming down. We're under this awning, Joey, and I'm telling you, that's nice. Second down and three, 42-yard line. So the summit's coming out here. They're going to go trips to the right. The Eagles have to respect the trips, so they're spreading their defense out a little bit. And they're going to run a dive to the uh, their quarterback, Keeper, Tobel, who is breaking tackles almost to the 50-yard line. Gets the first down up to the 49. Brady Metzler, number 11, comes up and makes the, sa- the tackle. And that was one of those zone read looks. They had Eric trips Parker to the right. They showed the dive to the left and the off-tackle lead. And the quarterback just kept it and went to the strong side. Yeah, somebody's got a nice little drive going here now. Out to the 49 going out to shy of the 50. Summit with the ball on their own 49. They're going to go trips to the right this time. Now they're going to motion him back to the left. So we've got... Twins to the right. Solo guy on the left with a fullback and a and a tailback. It's a pitch outside. The defensive end came way too far upfield. He is out in the open and tackled after a gain of about 20 yards to 39. Robert Dotson, owner of the only touchdown of this game on a pick six on Summit's first possession, makes but not before they bring it all the way down to the 38-yard line. And after starting on their own 21-yard line, Summit's moving the football. And now it's raining even harder. Yeah, Summit's got some nice mojo going, and they like some of their play calls, wrinkles. They they had an H-back behind the tackle on the quarterback's left and just ran a little toss sweep outside, and they got outside. It was a nice little play call. So we're at the end of the first quarter. The Eagles up 7-3. to Kind of a defensive game to this point. The Eagles had a pick six on the first series of the game. And then when CHCA forced a three and out, they got the ball. And after a penalty caught them deep in their own territory, Cole Fisher was sacked and the ball came out and Summit fell on it on the 11-yard line. The Eagles defense held strong, held the Silver Knights to a field goal. And that's been the scoring so far. Eagles look a little discombobulated on offense, but it's early, it's rainy, it's cold. They're trying, you know, in a game like this, when you're playing a, we'll say rival, for lack of a better term, you kind of really just have to, uh, you have to weather a few punches to figure out how the other guy's going to attack you and where their weak points are. And so I think we'll start seeing it ramp up here a little bit. Well, Summit's always an intense game. They've got very high-quality kids, great program. And the Eagles, they got a nice, nice, nice mojo going on offense right now. Eagles need to find a way to make a stop. Back to 34 personnel. Here they are, 34 personnel. They're going to hand the ball off to the fullback who founds a little crease 
It's closed up, but not before a gain of about six yards right up the gut. And that's the first time we've really seen the interior of the Eagles' defense or defensive line get pushed back a little bit, Joe. Well, we pulled that extra D lineman out, and then they ran the ball between the tackles for the three D linemen, which is a good call by them, to be frank. Second down. We're, we're in the stack. We've got stack. Look, we got stack personnel out on the field. You have stack personnel. So Eagles have stack personnel on the field with DJ Ames playing behind the nose. We'll see if that gives us some advantage on the perimeter. Stack personnel where you have three defensive linemen and then a whole bunch of linebackers. Summit, second and four. They're going to play action. They've got a man out in the flat. He was open. The ball was over his head, and he knocked it down. Unfortunately, it's an incomplete pass for Summit, and it's now third and four. Yeah, I don't know when the monster back was in the flat on that. I think Herman was playing that position from the backer squad. I actually didn't see but we didn't have anybody coming downhill on the back out of the backfield. And it was open, just what in the end of the day wasn't Stein's best throw, a little over, and Motley could come down with it. Summit breaks the huddle. They're going to be in trip, uh, a shotgun. They got twin, two, two uh, quarterbacks. Trouble the quarterback throw. Here comes a draw. Oh, my goodness, it's a draw. He's going to well. throw. Oh, incomplete in the end Great zone. Coverage. Now, I thought he had room to run and pick up that first down, so it was Tobel who went back, and then it looked like it was almost a design run. It did, but it, clo- it looked like it was open when it first looked like it was a design <laughs> run. I'm not sure it was a design <laughs> run, because when he started the run, it closed up pretty fast. That was through a very <laughs> similar <laughs> progression of, huh, oh, huh, no, he closed it up, and Nets was all over it downfield. So here we go, fourth down and four. It's a big down in this game. The Knights are on the Eagles' 28-yard line. The first down is just across the uh, 23-yard line. Summit's back to throw. They're running the hitch, but he's going to roll out. He doesn't have room, and he has to throw it away on fourth down. The Eagles defense holds CHCA football. That was a bizarre result of a play on a fourth down and short. You know, I think they were just looking for the quick hitch. Metzler jumped it immediately. He rolls out, but it didn't – Steins rolled out, but it didn't look like he necessarily – Wanted to run, and he ended up throwing it out of bounds, which, as you inferred, wasn't necessary on the fourth down. Whatever you can do to pick up the first down with the six. But for the Eagles, good stop. Now they get the ball back. They can get some offensive rhythm and get a score. Make it a two-score game. Maybe they can get some mojo going. Yeah. So the Eagles have the ball on their own 28-yard line. Cole Fisher's going to run the football on a design run, cuts it back a little bit, gain of about seven. So it's going to be second and three, and that's more like it. Yeah, on that play, Chad, that was just a quarterback run all the way. It was not out of draw, and there was no handoff action to the running back. So it's just a downhill play where you take advantage of having the extra blocker. DJ lead for him, and now you – Simon's got five, six in the box, and now just making a numbers game. I like that call first day. I do as well. We're going to go trips left. Trips left. Everybody's set. Cole's going to get the football, hands it to DJ, who oh. runs into a guy, breaks it outside, however, gets a first down before he's knocked out of bounds, right across the 43 to about the 44-yard line. That, that was an effort play. It was. Well, that, the, the hole was there in the B slash C gap. DJ missed it. He ran right up the guard's back on the inside, but then kept his feet and bounced, broke off the tackle and bounced it off to the outside, picked up the first down. DJ does it pretty darn good. But you know what? This is exactly what we called for, Joe. We said we need to start running the ball, and that's what we've been doing here. Here comes a blitz. 
And it looks like Cole's going to throw it out to uh, Bernard, who's got some space. Alex Bernard across the first down, gain of about 11, and the Eagles offense inside Summit territory to the 45. You know, nice play call, run the bubble screen to Alex. Cole threw the ball a little bit behind him, which made Alex have to slow up. Alex did a nice job in the weather, hauling that ball in and getting upfield for a first down. Cole puts that on his upfield shoulder. Alex may may still be running. Absolutely. Trips right. They're way outside here. Cole's going to run on a counter. The hole is huge. DJ makes a great kick out block, and it's a gain of 11 right across the 35. Oh, the first down Eagles. Yeah, formationally, we got trips to the right, to the wide side of the field, and we've got the running back offset to the boundary, and all we're doing is running. We are running the quarterback with a lead block from the running back to the boundary toward the tight end. Similar formation again here. We've got the – we've got – Tight end to the boundary, Bernard in motion. They're going to give him the ball around the corner. This time they told him to get outside, and he breaks it. Alex Bernard breaks it outside. There are no flags. The no man, this is the same play they ran on that fourth down. It's a jet sweep, and they told him, I bet you, get your tail to the outside. He hit it, went up the sideline, and it is a 35-yard touchdown for Alex Bernard. Yeah, it was a nice play call formationally pre-snap. Actually, similar to what we just ran with the quarterback. Instead of the quarterback running it inside the tight end tackle, it was Alex running it outside. And we, did, we blocked it well. Herman blocked it well out of the tight end spot. Bernard made a nice cut 12 yards down the field to beat the secondary defender and score. Extra point is up. It wasn't pretty. It, it wasn't pretty, but it goes through the upright. So in the scorebook, it looks like a 60-yard field goal, but for one point. <laughs> Phillips does a great job with those. He's pretty money. He's real money. I remember a few weeks ago when we were at Trimble, we scored with six minutes left to tie it 20-20, and he kicks that on that muddy field to get the game winner 21-20. That's, that's a big spot for a kid who hasn't played football in a few years and came out and played his junior year, and I'm so glad he did. Yeah, he's been a really nice addition for us and has done a great job. If you're a CHCA Eagle currently in high school Alonzo Motley, and you're an athletic kid, come play on the football have enough talent in this building to create some depth and talent. It exists. So come on out. We're really good now. We can get 10 more guys out. That helps us across the board. Yeah, and you're guaranteed to be the best-dressed team in Ohio. <laughs> so, uh, Phillips tees the ball up. The Eagles up 14-3 to with 9.35 left here in the second quarter after an Alex Bernard 35-yard touchdown run. Big defensive series here for the Eagles. Captain Phillips on the kick. Phillips with a little Squid. pooch kick. Huh. Squib right to about the 24-yard line. Tobel gets it. Oh, my goodness. Number 12. Colby Tony had him. Tobel, the returner, spun out of it and go forward for about another three to four yards. So Summit's going to take over on their own 30-yard line. And, uh, you know, all in all, with the squib kick, the coverage was really good, even with the missed tackle. It's still 70 yards from Pater for the Summit Silver Knights. Yeah, Eagles still look like they still have stacked personnel up there on the field, which I think given is, is also a strategy for rotating bodies from yeah. the D-line standpoint. you got Tony at the nose, Parker at one end, and Sanders at the other. So trips left. Summit's going to take the ball. It looks like the quarterback keeper. Great, great discipline by the D-line. Not to go dive, screaming for the dive. Ben Sanders 
and Wilkowski on the tackle. Ben Sanders, number Ben Sanders is a senior who has been absolutely key for this Second team. Down to nine. You got Eric Parker playing on line. the other end, who's just a sophomore. For They're undersized, but they are like junkyard dogs, man. They are scrappy as all can be, and it's a lot of fun watching these guys play. Summit breaks the huddle. Second down and nine from their own 31-yard line. Trips left. Back to pass he goes. He's getting flushed from the pocket by Sanders. He throws the ball on the run. The ball is knocked out as there was contact right as the ball arrives. Great coverage. Incomplete pass. And that was Dodson on the coverage. And uh, Joe Man on that. Those plays have been there. That little comeback route has been there. But Dodson was cut right with his wide receiver and made a good stop. What you got to watch for now that you saw it last time on that fourth down with uh, Metzler, you just saw it with Dodson. Now you got to watch the double move when you have your cornerback starting to jump on the first movement. Yeah, they really haven't threatened us vertically tonight, and unless they can establish some sort of vertical threat, it's going to be real hard for them to get yardage consistently. Snap goes back to the shotgunned uh, quarterback who is now being flushed out. He throws it out to Tobel. The ball is incomplete. Great coverage. DJ Ames out there as he was pressuring the quarterback. And that Stein, the ball was underthrown, incomplete. You talked about that being a big uh, defensive series for the uh, Eagles, Joe, man, after scoring and going up by 11 points. The Eagles scored a three and out, and now the Eagles get the ball back with eight and a half minutes left in the half. Yeah, we brought D.J. Ames on a pass rush coming from his backer spot, and then D.J. comes, and there's not a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be able to run away from him. He got the football. That is Julian Herman with a punt block. He took it right off his foot. The punt was blocked by Julian Herman. It took 45 minutes to get off. The the, the snap was a high kind of a looper. Then the punter took forever to get rid of it, and by the time he booted it, Julian had his hand right on his leg and uh, blocks the, the punt clean. The Eagles get the ball inside, right at the 20-yard line. Yeah, great opportunity for the Eagles, Chad, getting the ball on the 20-yard line. Now this is the flip side of sudden change on defense. When you get the opportunities on offense, you need to capitalize and put the ball in the end zone. Phillips is in at that H-back spot. Actually, now Phillips is going to wide out. That is a bizarre formation. No, okay, now they're bringing him into tight end, tight end, which makes way more sense for the <laughs> middle linebacker. They're going to they're going to use him to hammer. Oh man, they're going to have a delay of game. They took way too long. Delay of game on the Eagles, so a first and ten from the Summit a, twenty. A delay of game. Is now take the back, back to the twenty-five. Hill. Yeah, I'm not After sure. I think we had a lineman in the backfield 15. too, so we were going to probably have well, a penalty. In the back yard line. Well, it looks like they didn't do it. They might be running the same exact thing. They're going to put Bernard in motion. They're going to hand the ball to Bernard. No, they're not. It's going to be Cole Fisher on a keeper, and he gets a gain of about four, almost to the original Cole line Fisher of scrimmage. Second eleven coming up. So what they did is they had a base formation. They brought Bernard in motion, the jet sweep look. They tried to get those linebackers to fly. Cole Fisher kept the ball right up the middle, and the defensive tackles held strong. And uh, Cole only fell forward for about a gain of three and a half. So now we got a uh, twin to the right with a tight end on the right. We're going to put the tight end now, which is uh, uh, Herman to the left. They're going to call procedure, maybe something, legal procedure. Looks like a false start or procedure. 
It might be a snap infraction. They're huddling up. Either way, it's five yards against the Eagles, and it's going to be second and 16. I, I really like I really like D.J. Ames at the running back spot and Alex in the slot because you can get Alex outside. You can run the jet. You can get him outside on the swing, bubble screen kind of things. You get his speed in the vertical passing game on the opposite side of the field from Hermit. And I think Fisher and Ames are going to be a really nice one-two punch even between the tackles the rest of the season. I agree, Joe. Now Ames goes in motion. They're going to throw a little swing pass out to him. Oh, my goodness. They're going to call a hold on Brody. Oh, my goodness. It looks pretty clean. I didn't see the hold. And Alex Bernard had a completing crackback block. To open up the space for Ames at the chamber. I think you're right. I think they're going to get Brody on the hold. So now we talked about you have a great opportunity. You got the ball on the 20. Now you're going to have – you get an illegal procedure penalty. Now you're going to get a hold. And so it's going to be second and what, Chad? 30? It's going to be – no, not quite that far. Second and 25. So I manage this for four downs. Unless we get the ball on the 12, then I'd let Phillips try a little After short the penalty, one. The but I manage this for four yards to go from the I might even run the ball on the first down with Ames for a short pass. I'm making two passes to get around 10 yards to go. Someone's going to show some pressure. Second and 24. They're going to hand the ball to DJ Ames, who's got a little crease and cuts DJ it back Ames inside the 20. And Joe, you made, that's a great call because now right now you're looking at about a third and nine. Yeah, you got his way down inside the 20-yard line. He's still got two downs to pick it up. Right, we're around. We're inside the 20, so he may think about letting Phillips kick the field goal. But depends on what we do on third down here. If we can get it close, the offense and just go ahead and go for it. A touchdown here would be big. If you got 17 points and you score three touchdowns, they haven't really showed the the explosiveness against us for the long touchdown play so far. So. Touchdown would be huge in this series. You got Herman at tight end. You got Sal Kill. It's a false start by the fullback. No, I think I, the timing was. I think that was on the center. The I think center? That's on the center. Either way, it was sloppy looking, and uh, from third and nine to third and fourteen changes some uh, algebra here. Well, you know, we haven't seen Ian Southhill. He's out here on the right hand side. To go from the out there. We haven't called his name. Well. It doesn't really change the strategy. Still thinking two downs. Finally changes the play calls a little bit. Yeah. You got two downs to pick up 14. You can do it. Manage for the two downs. Here comes the Eagles. Takes the snap. He looks back into the end zone. He's got a guy. It's knocked down. Great coverage. Almost intercepted. If he went up with two hands, Joey, I think he might have gotten the pick. But the slot, the slot coverage guy, the linebacker, well, that was the slot. That was BT Tobel. There you go. We had – Herman had a step. They're in cover three. Herman had a step inside the safety. But Cole hung the ball up a yeah. little too much, and Tobel was able to get back into it. Got a hit on him. He's long and rangy. He just wasn't able to pull it in. Bernard and Herman to the right-hand side. But he's going to go to the left-hand side, throw it up, and it is incomplete. Their ball. Threw it up to uh, Jostworth, perhaps. Looks like number 22, Jostworth. Yeah. And th- that wasn't really even a completable pass. You know, they, cool. they, they were very disciplined Jared in their Jostworth, lanes and their coverage, playing the seat. 
That's why on third down, it was important to have a play to pick you up for a fourth down, which is like fourth and six. Because at that point, we're looking to have them throw a 15-yard pass, and they're disciplined enough to have the athletes from the secondary to play over the top of it. So missed opportunity for the Eagles, Knights. Get a great stop. Got to give them credit. Off the block, punt the Eagles get nothing. Trips right. Steins for the Knights is rolling out. He's going to try to run, and he gets wrapped up. Parker. That is Eric Parker, the defensive end, whose motors always run and makes a stop, but not before Steins gets a gain of about three. Yeah, Parker did a nice job keeping his motor on. If he didn't keep his motor on, it might have been first down yardage. We only rushed three out of that play. So drop eight. He has all day to throw. There wasn't anybody open. He stepped up in the pocket to run. Parker keeps his motor coming from the backside, makes a tackle. Ace formation for Summit. Ball on their own 28-yard line. Back to throw goes Steins. He gets pressured. It looks like there's a hold on Ben Sanders. Is getting held in the backfield, and that is like 10 yards behind the line, which means a penalty 10 yards behind that. That's a big penalty on Summit. Yeah, it was a nice pass rush by Ben Sanders. He almost got him. He had him in the grass, and then this guy dragged down as he had him in the grass. Nice pass rush by Sanders out of his end spot. It looked like it was just a it was just a physical rush off rush off the edge with a good angle and threatened Steins immediately when he tried to roll out to his right through the holding penalty. I tell you what though, I got a rant against the holding penalties in high, in high school football. They give you a 10 yards from the spot of the foul of 10 instead of 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, and that drives me batty. So instead of a second and 20, this is actually a second and 24 because it was half the distance to the goal. The holding held took place inside the 20. Summit. Has the ball back to throw. Little screen. The ball is incomplete. It wasn't well thrown, but you know what? There's a horde of eagles right there waiting for it. They weren't fooled at all. Yeah, I'm I'm just curious. Why does it drive you batty that they take the holding penalty from the spot of the hole? Well, because all of a sudden, that last play, instead of a loss of 10 yards. Meaning it drives you nuts as a coach? It drives you you nuts as a rule. I do not like the rule. As a coach coach and as a fan and as a human being, I just disagree with it. I like the college and NFL rules where a hold is 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. Right, but what I want to know is why. Why the difference? Why do you think that's superior? Oh, because when you have a hold that's six yards back, all of a sudden, if you have a hold six yards behind the line of scrimmage, it's penalized more than a personal foul. So it's ten yards. So that's a sixteen-yard penalty essentially. Do you think those penalties are too draconian? I think high school. I absolutely do. I think it should be just like the college rules, where it's from the line of scrimmage. FC Cincinnati players will be in attendance to support. So it looks like there's a timeout. Five minutes left. Remember, Monday night, 7 p.m. against Hamilton. Here in the, uh, here. in the second quarter, five minutes till halftime. We're going to honor the youth programs here, tackle football programs at CHCA at halftime. So I'm going to pass it off to you, Joe Man, here in a few minutes. i got to go down with my seventh and eighth grade crew, who are shout-out to the Eagles. They are three and two. We have 14 football players this year. And uh, we are small but mighty. We are playing well. We've executed fantastically average 300 and. 72 yards a game and 31 points a game. So uh, shout out to our coaching staff. I've got a pretty good guys coach with me this year, Coach Jason Hunter, class of 2001, and Coach Zach Harris. Trips right for the Summit Silver Knights, third and 24. They're going to throw a back pass. It goes into the end zone. That's a safety. 
That is a safety. It is a backward pass, and there it is. The umpire called for the safety. They would have had the ball on the 11-yard line. I think that was. I think that was a double pass. It was absolutely a double pass. The wide receiver went back five yards, and the ball was thrown backwards. It went off his hands and through the back through the side of the end zone, and that's a safety. You know, just the way you draw it up. <laughs> well, I do have to say, don't want to let this go without saying that you have done a great job with the kids this year, Coach, and your coaches have done a great job. I'm proud of all your kids for the season they're having so far and how they're fighting and the lessons they're learning. they got some good ball players in that group. They could end up having a heck of a high school experience. I appreciate it, Joe. We're, uh, we're having a lot of fun, and um, we got some really good – football players and even more importantly we got 14 great uh great kids i'm coaching uh, lucy best as a seventh grader it's the first time i've coached a uh, young lady and she starts at defensive end and she is my go-to pulling guard she uh she's pretty awesome to coach it's really fun to watch the other team react to getting kind of punched in the mouth by a seventh grade girl and realizing uh-oh I got to buckle the chin strap. It's go time. <laughs> hey, all you third to eighth grade football players and cheerleaders and coaches, start thinking about making your way to the north end of the field. I'll announce it again. Why are we moving all the way? Start thinking about that. Oh, yeah. The, uh, I was wondering why we were all, the CHA was all walking to the other side of the field. I'm like, what's going on? We're out of a timeout. No, it's a safety. So now Summit has to free kick. So the Eagles from the 20. It'll be interesting to see if they punt it. I think they're going to punt it. Instead of kick it, the reason you punt after a safety is the ball hangs up in the air longer on a punt than a kickoff. You're, you're expecting your coverage to be able to get under so that you can prevent there from being much of a return at all as opposed to kicking it deep. And you could have a return, but irrespective of them punting on the kickoff, the Eagles should end up with really good field position. 16-3 to Eagles after the safety. It is a kick. Low line drive. Punt. Low drive. Alex Bernard hits it. Yep. This is it. He kicks it up to about the 22. Great punt. He Alex finds Bernard a little field seam field up the middle. He is going across the 50, across down to the 42-41-yard line. That is a great return after kind of bungling the initial uh, kick. Yeah, I think Alex, Alex led the ball, hit the ground, and didn't catch it on the fly. And that slowed the return down a little bit. But he did a nice job of hitting the wedge and busting it through there and getting a nice return, putting the ball just outside of Summit's 40-yard line. Now, Chad, there's four minutes and 53 seconds to go. We're up 16-3. to three. We have an opportunity to put another score on the board. It's really important for the Eagles to find a way to execute and put the score on the board. Eagles with trips right. They got a tight end, which is Julian Herman on the left. Summit's bringing a blitz. They hand it to DJ. DJ's got some room, DJ about five the yards. The There's a flag down. Play. I don't know what like that's for. Probably a hold, and that's the indication. Andrew Warren, it's normally a hold. They caught a hold. They did call it a hold. It's about, what, four yards across the line of scrimmage. Now it's a lot, you know. Now it's going to be first and 16. Penalties for CHCA have been pretty devastating as far as stopping the momentum and keeping them behind the chains all night. Yeah, those have really hurt us. We've got to clean that up. So from the uh, from the summit 49-yard line, Eagles just across midfield, trips to the right, 
They're going to run the ball with Cole. He is getting swarmed. Loss of three, loss of four, and it's going to be second down and 22. Wally, number 50 on the tackle. Yeah, we're, not, we're going the wrong way right now, Coach. Oh, man. All right, second and, yeah, second and 22. The Eagles have looked discombobulated. They have a 16-3 lead, and I'm, I'm like, giving a eulogy of this offense in the first half. It hasn't been bad. We have a pick six and a safety, so we put up seven points, but it's just not looked a little sloppy. Yeah, it is sloppy. H formation, DJ goes out. They're going to throw the ball to DJ. He tries to slip a tackle. He gets the guy moving forward for about four yards across back to the 50. That's going to be third and forever again. Yeah, number 50, Will Polly from Summit, playing that hand on the left side for them. He's had a heck of a game. He blew up the play on Cole's run on the first down play. And then on that play, he hustled high motor coming back into the play from behind it, ran DJ down when DJ tried to make a secondary cut. So, Eagles, I think you could still manage this for two downs here, Chad, on third down and long. You need, you need a chunk of them here. Third and 18 from the Summit 49-yard line. They're going to put DJ in motion so it's an empty set. Go Back goes Fisher. He's got some room. He's got room. He's going to throw it weird across his body, and it's going to be incomplete to Metzler. I know we're on their side of the field at the 49, but there's three minutes and 10 seconds left. They struggled to move the ball. You punt, you try to hit him, they turn the ball over a couple times. Now you can make your way to the field. We've got a pick, we've got a lock punt, and they've got a safety. So you punt and pin them deep. you got two timeouts to see if you can get the ball back or get something to happen. They're coming after this punt, though. Cole gets it off. It's a really good little chippy punt inside the 20 to about the 14-yard line, and that's that's what the doctor ordered right there. But I tell you what, you know, Cole Fisher is one whale of a football player, and he's got a lot of talent. Has not played his finest half, but there's a whole half of football plus a little bit to go. I know he's just as frustrated with himself. He's just got to settle down, run the offense. I feel like he's trying to do a little too much instead of just taking what's given to him right now. Well, like you said, the week off last week because CCD canceled the game didn't help. I, I don't think that helps because you've got a week where you haven't played and you're working off some of the rush. And it's also a bad weather game. But uh, So some of the executional issues, I think the most important critical one for us has been the penalty. Absolutely. Empty formation for Summit. They're going to run a little quick screen. That ball might be live. Oh, they're calling it. They're calling it an incomplete pass. They did a little bubble screen, and it looked like that ball was either parallel or maybe slightly forward, so they're calling it an incomplete pass. But what happened is CHCA had it was walking into the end zone, and it was a late whistle to call it incomplete. You know, I wonder, too, I'm watching some of these balls thrown on both sides, and I wonder if the type of rain with the temperature, if it's a particularly slick ball. Yeah. Yeah, because there's been no vertical receiving threat truly out of either side so far. That is correct. The ball, the ball's down. They're calling him down. Yep, the ball, the, the the snap was to his left, and he fumbled it a little bit and went to a knee to pick it up, and uh, then handed it off. But there was another late whistle. They're calling the quarterback down in the backfield. And it's third and long. Third and long. Two and a half minutes left. Uh, you think you think the Eagles start calling timeouts? Well, the Eagles have two timeouts. 
Doesn't look like Coach Miller is going to call on here on after this play. So I think what you'll see is if we stop him on third down, he'll use the timeout. So you get the ball back with more than a minute and a half left, and you've got a timeout left. That would be a good exchange because you probably get the ball around midfield. But you still have to be careful. Someone's got really good athletes that they don't pop a big play here and change the entire momentum in this game going into the locker room. Listen, I'm an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. I've seen three plays over 90 yards against them this year, so I don't want to see another one. Here comes Steins. He's going to throw a little tunnel screen. It is a great play, but the Eagles are not fooled. Yeah, I think different formation now that that in motion in the backfield, but same play that they had the big play on earlier in the earlier in the game. Wilco and Tony on the tackle for the gain of about three or four. So it's going to be fourth and 11. What they did is they rolled Steins to his left and ran one of the wide receivers who was on the left oh, back yeah. to the uh, running back to the right. They were trying to set up what's called a tunnel screen where you have the defensive line come charging forward. The offensive line moves to try to get the linebackers. The ball's thrown right behind the line of scrimmage, and it's like a little tunnel. One minute, 51 seconds left. Fourth down and 11. The Eagles have called timeout to stop the clock. They're going to be receiving the punt, and hopefully they'll be getting some great field position. Coach Zach James down there yelling into the booth for some reason. 155 should be back on the clock. They put 156. Little uh, little home cooking. <laughs> so it looks like we're ready with 156. And the Silver Knights back to punch. Last time Julian Herman took it right off his foot and blocked it. This is blocked. This snap is high, but he gets it off. Oh, they're going to let it bounce, and what a huge bounce it is. Summit's kicker kicks it all the way inside Eagle 30. DJ Ames called for a fair catch and then didn't go for the catch and let it bounce, and it bounced for a good 20 more yards. That is a great break for Summit. And that's just one that you got to catch. Once again, all we, thirds. CHCA was looking for it with the ball at the 50. And now they're inside their own 30. 144 left in the half. Joe Man, 16-3 lead for the Eagles. Can we move the 71 yards we need? We need to we need to execute and be able to find a way to put points on the board. And no penalties. Got Delta, twins to the left. Snap back to Cole. Cole, they're setting up a screen. It's not there. Cole is running around like a banshee. He's got DJ up there. Cole is just going to run. He is throwing incomplete. And they may call grounding, but they're saying DJ was there. It is an incomplete pass. Yeah, holy smoke. Some is doing a really nice job against our screen game. And they're doing a night. We haven't been able to get any plays over the top, although we've only tried two, and they were in short yardage. It was red zone type situation. So I think we're going to have to, with a minute 33, we're going to have to find a way to get some plays underneath the zone, I think, and get a, a, a catch with the run after it, unless we can get a big play over the top. we got two deep here. looks like cover two. Julian Herman is a tight end to the left with twins to the left. Cole Fisher. Julian catches a bouncing ball. How did that happen? He gets up across the 45. That was a little crosser. That was exactly what we just said. They run a little crosser around, trying to get the ball in his hands and run with it. 
culture is behind him, though. I do think there's a slick weather. Number three it's called dynamic the with the bar right now. But that ball in Julian's hands and bounced up. And, and it looked it. like it was incomplete. Great concentration by Herman. Great job. Trips to the left of the Eagles. Minute 19 and counting. Cole's back to throw. He can't find anybody. He's going to throw it. That ball is real slick. That ball is real slick. And there's a flag down in the backfield. That could be a defensive holding. Defensive holding. Andrew Warren, number three on the coverage for Summit Country Day. Man, you know what? Cole, Cole has a good arm rolling either to his left or to his right. That was an uncharacteristic. So I think we're looking at a uh, at a real slick football, Joe. You said it, but Cole's, Cole's got a you know he has a good arm. That's not something we usually see. That one that one just slipped right out of his hands. Agreed. I agree. So the Eagles, so you've got so you got a you got a call plays that manage the situation and the elements you have to give you guys the best chance to be successful. Hard thing here is you only got a minute left and one timeout. You got to cover 45 yards. Cole back to throw. Screen. They're setting up the screen. Oh my goodness! They didn't block him. It was, it was the poly kid again from his from his defensive end position was sitting on the screen. We had Will Polly number fifty on the top. DJ, it looks like DJ almost threw a threw a little uh, no. shiver. He had a little love. They were they were doing some extracurricular stuff on wow. it. Was You're still running with it was four, it was four Eagles linemen and the poly kid. He made a heck of a play to stop a huge play. 37 seconds and counting. Second and 12. Cole, ball is up to Bernard. Bernard makes the catch. Bernard is in for the end zone. Touchdown, Alex Bernard on the on the go route on the outside. Yeah. Is that Texas? Now, it, nice job by getting Bernard vertical. There's your vertical receiving thread, and there's your touchdown. That may give us some more space to operate underneath, but. Nice throw by Cole. Nice job by Alex to stay with it. It was a scotch underthrown, but he had he had Tobel B and was able to keep his concentration on the ball, make the catch, and take it to the end zone. Big, big conversion for the Eagles. Really big. That was a streak down the right sideline. Cole put the ball up. Uh, Bernard came back for it, made a great catch, and tiptoed down the sideline. Extra point, line drive, and through 23 to 3. It was 30 seconds left in the half. So I'm going to head down and join my boys for the middle school introductions. Joe, man, I'm going to hand this to you. Until I come on back, I'll be back as soon as possible. Tell some fun stories. Thank you, Chad. I'll try not to tell any stories that are too fun. With respect to you, my man. Please make your way to the north. 27 seconds left in the first half. Eagles are going to kick off. Thank you. Unless there's a big return on the kickoff, I expect you'll see Summit take a knee and take it into half. We've had a, a steady rain largely since the opening kickoff with temperatures probably in the 40s. It's a chilly night and challenging elements for both squads, and there's been some sloppiness in the game generally, but right now the Eagles are on top 23-3. to three. All right, Eagles break the huddle to line up for the kick. Phillips sets the ball on the tee. I'm still here with Heather Wilkowski. Heather, any take on the first half? Heather's Heather's declining the comment. Wise woman. You know, with the rain and the... um cold weather they really haven't looked 
as good as what we saw at Trimble, where we still had rain, and it was cold that night, too. But they have not had the same showing tonight as we saw there. So we're hoping the second half will look a little different. Phillips with the kickoff challenging to handle down inside the 20. And the ball is going to be spotted just inside the 20 at the 18 as the ball careened out of bounds. Summit will have the ball from there. First down in town with 24 seconds to go. And be surprised if we don't just see a knee here. Heather, would you agree? I agree. I agree. They need to just get out of this quarter, get to halftime, regroup. Mark Mueller, uh, figure out what's going on and uh, make some adjustments and come, come back the second half ready to play. Summit is indeed going to take the knee, which is going to run out this first half. The Eagles are going to go into the half leading 23-3. As Chad mentioned, it's youth football night tonight, which is always a special night for our young guys. So at halftime, they get to come out and be recognized. The ball was down, and that brings us to the end of the first And Alan Ashbrook will say some things about the team, and they'll get to go out. They'll get to go out to coaches. And as the guys are leaving the field, our varsity players, all of our youth football players have formed a tunnel on either side, and they're giving them high fives, which is neat. It's always fun for young guys to do those kind of things. I remember when I was a young guy, being able to see the big varsity guys is cool, and being part of that is really neat. It's a great job by our high school guys, shaking hands and doing fist, giving fist bumps and high fives for moments those young men will remember and also make a connection with the guy whose number they're going to want to wear one day and who they're going to want to be like. Special thing. Heather, I think you've got to be quite impressed with the fans that have come out tonight and stayed out tonight. This is, this is a challenging game as a fan out there in the elements to sit through. It's incredible. I mean, we have a fantastic crowd out here. We have a huge student section. The stands are all filled. We have uh, fans all the way down the um, in the grass area. Um, of course, it helps to have youth night tonight. So we have a lot of parents and siblings of the different players and the cheerleaders, which is just fantastic. But everybody's great. The weather. This is great football weather, you know. So yeah, it, it makes it fun. It's cold. It's rainy. But hey. Great take, Heather. You're exactly right. This is perfect football weather. It's the kind of weather where if you don't have a turf field, mom's a little isn't looking forward to the laundry coming home tonight. But this is when everybody, every, every mama is happy for a turf field. You know, it's funny, Heather. This is our fourth rain game of the year. You've had a lot of rain. And, you know, you're exactly right about the field because when we played Trimble, I was on the phone after the game texting with um, Sarah um, Salkill and Terry Parker because we were all trying to figure out how the heck we were going to get these uniforms clean. I mean, they were covered in mud head to toe. That field by the end, there was a little grass, but it was mainly mud. Yeah, you know, conventional wisdom is that we play on turf because it fits our style of play and our general team speed, but it's really it's for it's for the moms. This is third grade coming out. You know, 
what we did earlier is our varsity boys, our varsity boy players are coaching um, flag football players that are kindergarten, first grade, and second grade. We're talking really the really little guys. So getting some great service hours in and spend part of their Saturday afternoon um, mentoring those boys and, and coaching them in football, which is just fantastic. How are the, are the boys, I would have loved that. Are the boys, are our guys enjoying coaching? They love it. They love it. And, you know, they've had such great role models with Chad Leland and Mark Mueller and all the assistant coaches. So kudos to all of those guys who really taught them um, how to do it. I bet the kindergarten, first and second graders really enjoy having coaches that they can see their number playing on Friday night and identify with them. Luke Cox. Ryan Cox. The third grade team out here is striking a flex, a coordinated flex pose. Impressed both by the stature we see and by the coordinated ability to stay in unison. Jeremiah Senate. Ben Wolkowski. Austin Eskimoir. Nate Dobine. Robert Hayes. Alex Hernandez. John Irwin, Roman Mallerwine, Connor Martin, Reese McKenzie, Benjamin Mills, Keller Minton. As the kids come and run out, they get their their name announced over the PA by the only one and only Alan Ashbrook. And as they're running out, they slap high fives or chest bumps to their coaches and then go greet their teammates for some pre-planned chicanery that the boys have come up with. Junior high football team coached by head coach and Cincinnati Hills alum, class of 2000, Chad Leland. Here's the junior. This by Zach Harris and fellow CHCA alum, class of 2001. Here's the junior high crowd with Coach Leland and Coach Hunter. Josh Brown. Two former Eagles. Lloyd Hodges. Jude Hooks. Jake Kosuth. Nico Kushan. Sebe Lenny, Roman Mallerwein, Noah Merton, Logan Mullert, Jackson Vest, Lucy Vest, Joe Wiegand, Nick Wolkowski, and DJ Wojcikowski. Let's hear it for our football players. Well, there you have it. Youth recognition night for the guys, the players. And next, certainly not least, are going to be our cheerleaders, grades three and all the way up. Ella Anderson, Claire Ballish, Ainsley Blair, Claire Markham, Sarah Raschke, Olivia Sanchez, Aniston Sutherland, Mia Hamilton, Grace Engel, Bryn Overdeck, Elise Rusnak, and Emery Snyder. They're coached by Rima Rusnak and Shannon Markham. Our cheerleaders for the 5th and 6th grade are Caroline Blair, Alexandra Brown, Julia Gregory, Louisa Harriet, Sienna Johnson, Madeline Jones, Clara Jostworth, Avery Kemen, 
Lauren Littlejohn, Kate Moran, Lucy Snyder, Sydney Sutherland, and Marissa Walker. They are coached by Sandy Brown and Beth Johnson. Well, there you have your CHCA Eagles youth football and cheerleading program. Cheerleaders this year are. And to finish it out, Lexi Atterberg. Junior high cheerleaders. Kara Bloomkey. Sarah Bowling. Emma Breach. Lauren Carmen. Brylea Hodge. Kaylee McFawn. Adeline Popova. Lorena Sharon. Gabriella Soraleria. Ava Tomlin and Liza Wilman. They are coached by Mrs. Jamie Softcoe Fritch. Girls, what a great job. Thank you so much for coming out this evening. Everyone be watching in a few years. We'll be checking them out here on Friday nights. All right, Heather, youth recognition. Halftime extravaganza 2018 is now in the books. We got 12 minutes to the second half starts. So right now I'm thinking, WWDD, what would Dean do for the last 12 if he was covering the time to the second half? All right, as we reset the frame, getting ready for the second half, Heather, let's talk a little bit about keys to the game here in the second half. If you remember, we came out defensively strong. They got the ball to start the game, and the game actually started with a pick six. So we're going to get the ball on offense here to start the second half, and what are you looking to see? I think we'll see DJ running the ball more. I think we'll see Alex running it significantly more than he did the first half. You know, I'm not sure if they can hear us with this, but um, music is really loud. Um, DJ had some great runs. On defense, I think we had some great blocking the first half. I was really impressed, especially first quarter. Uh, I don't know that we missed a block once the first quarter, so I'm hoping that that will, will continue on for the second half. That was really good if we can keep that up. I think we're going to win the ball game. Yeah, I agree. Elements are really challenging to throw the football, and it says a lot about our kids that they're able to – we're still able to execute. Probably had 180 yards. Check with George Parker on stats, but probably had over 150 yards, maybe around 150 yards through the air in the first half. I agree with you. You're probably looking at a lot of running in the second half. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some – Power formation with your boy in there, giving DJ a few extra touches, particularly on the first possession where you want to score a touchdown and try to make it a four-score game. Right now it's still a three-score game and only 20-point spread. So someone isn't out of this game, and if they can get off to a good start in the second half, they can make it a ball game in the second half. So first possession of the second half is going to be important. So a host of reasons to do something with that. Mr. Leland's back. Chad, we were just Heather and I were just resetting the game for the second half, talking about keys to the second half. What do you What do you think of the community keys to the second half? Keys to the second half, Joe man. Let's drop the microphone here. 
and Haley Williams. The head varsity coaches are. I really think the keys to the second half are going to be about controlling the football. You're up 20 points. Summit has been able to move the ball somewhat consistently, but has lacked the large playability. So when you have a two, a 20-point lead in a weather like this, control the ball, move the sticks, and avoid a big turnover and a sudden change. If you can control the ball and not give Summit great field position and force them to move the ball down the field five yards, three yards, six yards at a time, I really like our chances because at this point, Summit's going to have to do that three times and hold the Eagles to nothing to get back in here. And the Summit passing game hasn't looked good at all the first half. I mean, they have been able to move the ball some, but for the most part, you know, it's been a bit sloppy. Um, we've had some sloppiness on our end, too. It's been interesting. With as much rain as we've had, I don't think I've seen the football dried up one time. You know, normally we see that. A ref will come out or, you know, we'll – do something to try to keep that dry, but it's been slipping out of both quarterbacks' hands, slipping out of um, receivers' hands. So uh, we'll just have to see. It's rain still coming down, so we'll see what that looks like second half. You know what, Heather? You just mentioned that. I didn't rec- realize or recognize that until you just said it, but they have not wiped that ball down once. in your pockets And I tell you what, it is tr- it's truly a joy. I got to go out there and celebrate the middle school and youth football night tonight on, uh, at halftime, and, uh, you know, Heather, I'm, I'm coaching your son right now. Nick, we call him Nilko, because we called Jack when he was at 7th and 8th grader, we called him Wilco, so we had to get a little differentiation, and uh, one of our 8th grade team captains this year, along with Josh Brown and Logan Muller, and uh, as I said, we got 14 strong, I've got 14 kids on my middle school team, and, uh, I didn't know what that was going to look like. I thought maybe if we could get three or four games in, that would be fun before we got some injuries and, you know, guys who got hurt shoulders and have to start sitting out practice. We've been really lucky. No no major injuries and uh, just a bunch of kids that want to work, a bunch of kids that want to learn, and some great kids. It's been so much fun to coach. They're just all having a great time, you know, and I have to say a big thank you to you, you know. You have coached that middle school team. How many years has it been now? This is 12. 12 I mean, incredible. <laughs> and it's been neat to see the kids come through your program. You get them so prepared for high school football, and not just for the game, but as young men. And it's been really neat to see and hear the stories of the high school players, even, you know, remembering back to middle school. I mean, I can't tell you how many breakfasts we've had at our house, you know, when we have this group of of the varsity boys that come over and spend the night, and they get up in the morning, and they're sitting around the breakfast table telling stories that go all the way back to to the middle school football days. And usually the stories at some point go back to camp and hiding the snacks and the snacks being discovered and the ceiling tiles and, the you know, all the shenanigans that go on at camp. Uh, which is just so much fun. So appreciate you doing that. It's a lot of time away from your family, and you just do such a great job at it. I really appreciate that. It, it is it is a labor of love. It's a ministry to these kids. I, I, I love on these kids. I love my wife, and she she allows me to do it. I got two two little ones at home, and one coming in March. And uh, my my wife is the reason I'm allowed to do it because she holds down the fort as a football widow in the fall. Uh, and she, Allison Leland, is is second to none. Um, and then you're talking about camp. So for those of you who may not know, we take the kids typically to an overnight two days uh, camp 
watch uh, Athletes in Action, uh, the head campus over in Genia, Ohio, where they spend the night with just the football team in dorm-style rooms, and then we have two days of two-a-day football practices, and I tell the kids, you can only bring healthy snacks. <laughs> and then these kids think that they're the first generation to ever try to sneak something past the coaches. They, uh, they think they're the first ones to think of all of it, and then they are shocked when when old Coach Leland comes walking in and finds all of their prime hiding spaces. They, they, look, they act like, I've, uh, like I was born yesterday. Oh, yeah. You know, the M&Ms and Sour Patch Kids, you know, they, they have to go to camp with them. And I think one of my favorites was, <laughs> and they will go unnamed, but one of the kids brought a jar of peanut butter, scooped out half of it, Sour Patch Kids, stuffed them in a Ziploc, stuffed it down into the peanut butter jar, smoothed out the rest of the peanut butter as they put it in and put the lid back on. Yes, and that is one of the only snacks that I think unhealthy snacks that Chad never discovered. (laughs) Well, I tell you what, for those of you who are monitoring any kind of overnight trip, here's my keys to places to look. This is what I would do when I was in middle school, and what I the first places I look is you, you get you get a big bag, Ziploc bag, full of uh, full of snacks, and then you tape it, you duct tape it to the wall above the closet on the inside of the closet. So when a coach or somebody starts looking at the closet, how many times do you look up underneath, right? So that's one great place to hide some uh, contraband. The other is if you bring a bag of garbage, right? And so when you're in the dorm room, you put the garbage in the garbage bag inside the can, but then you lift the garbage bag out, put all of your candy on the bottom of the can, and then put the garbage bag full of garbage on top of it. That's also pretty pretty clutch. <laughs> that is good. I'll tell you what doesn't work. Every year they think they can hide it in their pillowcase. It's like the, it's like the number one spot you're going to look for, they, but they're convinced no one's going to look in the pillowcase. No, it doesn't work. Although I did get a – we were talking about it at practice the other day, and uh, young Wilkowski, Heather, said that he brought a fuzzy pillow with a secret Ziploc compartment that had some uh, that had some Twizzlers or something in there, and he said it was the one thing that he was able to sneak past the coaching staff. So I gave them some kudos. They said that I found a good 85% of all the stuff they yeah, tried, yeah. including Matt Raboon, current freshman, last year tried to sneak an entire pecan pie. <laughs> and that's just disrespectful. You know, like, I'm not going to find that. That's just disrespectful. And so I ate it in front of him, and it was yeah. delicious. <laughs> that is my favorite, because not only does Chad confiscate the snacks, but he will either eat them in front of them, or he will take them home to his kids. <laughs> So either way, they lose. And it was Kirby who, who brought homemade, his mother made zucchini him bread. zucchini muffins. Zucchini, zucchini muffins. muffins. Chad found them. Once again, a huge bite as tears started to swell. <laughs> Chad did let us eat those. Uh, semi healthy. Oh, Jack Kirby. Eight, four. Oh, man, four, that's eight, fun. Six. We're about two and a half minutes away until the kids come out from halftime, and then we got another two minutes uh, uh, then for a warm-up period. And maybe an equally short period of time before the president's motorcade comes right behind us on 71 going to the airport. The cops are just behind us clearing out a little space. It'll be interesting to see if we're not in game action, if we'll notice, or if we'll be distracted by the game. Commentary. 
No, we are off- refraining. Yeah. <laughs> always, always, presidential motorcade is always a very neat thing. Eagles play here in about four more minutes. Both teams are still in the locker room. I see the Eagles starting to kind of saunter out, so it looks like they're coming on out. Here come the Eagles. They're going to have a little bit of uh, some time to warm up here as Summit is also making their way out back to the field. It has dropped precipitously. I feel like the weather has gotten about 20 degrees colder since we started, guys. And uh, what warms my soul is beating Summit by 20 points at halftime. That always warms the soul. Eagles on the goal line, and they're doing their high knees to the 10, getting getting everything loose. And I think we're going to, you know, we're counting down to under a minute, but there's going to be another two to three minutes added for uh, for a designated warm-up time, as I mentioned. It does look, as we look behind us, the 71 is indeed shut down, so we are expecting the motorcade carrying um, – the president passed, passed us here anytime. But we got Eagles football to worry about. The crowd has thinned out since the halftime festivities and with also the 20-degree uh, drop in temperature since kickoff, it feels like. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to announce the new number for the split the new pot. New number for split the pot. So for the those of you number. scoring at home, you probably aren't going to win it. The new number is four eight six seven five. Oh, this five, is fun. Five. This is what high school football is all about. It's a cruddy weather. It's a little cold, but you're playing football with your buddies and you're beating up on a on a league opponent who you're seventeen and four against in your school's history. So, as I say, Heather, I don't like to say rival. Oh, it's fun. So it looks like Robbie Pinto was the team captain today, which is apt because he was a Summit Silver Knight the last few years. So CHCA is going to receive the second half kickoff and go toward the scoreboard. They're going to be defending the field house. We've got two minutes and 22 seconds till we, uh, till we get going. It has gotten frigid. I don't know. We're talking about Nilco earlier. He's down here yelling. She goes down and then Eagles wrapping things up. So it's a 23 to 3 halftime score. The Eagles have scored on a pick six. They scored on a 35 yard jet sweep run by Alex Bernard. Then Summit threw a bubble pass that bounced off the receiver's hands back through the side of the end zone for a safety. And then with less than a minute left in the half, a 45-yard touchdown strike from Cole Fisher to Alex Bernard down the right sideline 
when it looked like the CHA offense, you know, we talked about CHA's offense has been stymied and it's been really flat. But you look up and they've got two touchdowns and two pretty big plays and Alex Bernard's making plays all over the place. Julian Herman and Jack Lukowski are names we've been calling a ton on defense, along with Ben Sanders. Um, you know, it's the usual suspects. It's a cold, cruddy night, 23-3 to Eagles lead, as we are under a minute left before we kick off this second half. Thanks for joining us. Dean is out this evening. So it is myself, Chad Leland, with the voice of Joey Ashbrook. Four eight six seven five five five. One more time. Four eight six. Thirty seconds left to the half. So they said the Eagles are going to get it here with thirty seconds left. Joining us here in the booth. As I say, the warm booth, but we're on top with just an awning in this cold weather. Is one of my co, one of my assistant coaches, 2001 CHCA graduate Jason Hunter. Jason, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Doing thanks well. for thanks for joining us up here. We're uh, calling a good game, 20 point CHCA lead at halftime. But uh, we talked a little bit here at half. Heather and I were talking about our middle school Eagles, and. Uh, just talk about how we've really struggled with uh, with numbers this year. Only 14 kids, but small but mighty. Small but mighty. Yeah. Small but mighty. So what bring you know watching a game up here, being at CHCA, watching these kids play, kids that you've coached, yeah. does it bring back the memories? Yeah, it's a little nostalgic. Um, seeing some of the kids that I've coached in the past, and actually being out on the field, and you know watching some of the mistakes that they make too. <laughs> you know. It's, uh, it's easy to see from the sideline and, and, and being years wiser. So, yeah, I mean, but it's great to see that our Eagles are up right now. It's fantastic. The president of Motor K did just pass right behind us. Pretty neat. They just passed. Yeah, pretty neat. And more importantly, we're kicking off the second half. Eagles get the ball. I think important, and it's a three-score game, Chad. Important for the Eagles to get something positive on this first possession to see if you can push it to four and set the tone for the second half. The kicker slipped as he went to kick it. The ball bounces right over their head. It stops at the three. This is a nightmare for CHCA. The ball is on the seven-yard line as the it looked like it was taking a cherry hop right into a running returner. And Julian bounced right over his head and stopped at the three-yard line. That was a uh, cataclysmic event for a bad outcome. Nicholson slipped when he planted his foot to make the kick and still got a nice kickoff, but it was a low-line drive, and Bernard misjudged it and it went right through his hands. Thankfully, Herman was hustling over to help on the play and keep a dumpster fire from becoming a forest fire. The Eagles still have the ball, and they're nine going out. Ace formation. They're running the ball with Cole Fisher. He makes a cut. He's across the 20-yard line and goes Cole, down. First down, Eagles. That's a good start and a good play from inside your own 10-yard uh, line. Yeah, we're running that concept again where we're using the back as a lead back, and it's just a straight quarterback ice all the way. Well, when they've been sitting here in cover two for most of the night, they don't have that extra defender in there, so that running back, 
becomes key. A throw out to Bernard. He catches it. He gets hit immediately. Spins off of it. Spins back outside. Can't get away the second time, but fights forward for three to the 25. Yeah, the timing really hasn't been there. A little bubble screen. So he threw the ball behind Alex a little bit. Alex had the weight on it. And then the cavalry was coming inside out, including Brennan Riley, number eight, for someone who's also a sophomore, that backer, big body kid. Looks like he's going to be a nice ball player. Second and seven, they hand the ball inside. DJ, he is trying hard. He's moving those feet. He moves forward for five. Second and three, and now you're ahead of the stick. But that's a nice run by DJ. And what something he gives you with, with his natural gifts and his strength is when the ball is out of, you're running the ball out of the backfield, out of shotgun, sometimes when you get the mess in the soup, he does a nice job getting positive yards out of it and running through that traffic. Third and one. He got a got few more third and advantage of one. Trips right for the Eagles. They're running it with Cole. He can't get anything, but cuts back. Oh, he has some space. Oh, oh, he's, got it out. he's got the angle. Uh, B.T. Tobel pushes him out, but not until he's B. across Tobel. the 50 Number to the 44 of the Summit Knights. Yeah, Chad, same play we ran on first down. This time the end did a nice job squeezing Cole down the space. Cole bounced it outside and then put his foot down in the ground and went north and south immediately and picked up, was able to pick up the first down and then bounce it outside and pick up a big play. It's a great play. Cole has the ball. He's going to hand it to DJ. He's got some blockers in nice front cut. of him. Good cut. Oh, what a tackle. 51 for Summit. Had him by his – had him by the, the – the, what do they call that? The, the jersey. The jersey at the very back as he was falling. I mean, it looked like he was – oh, man. And DJ is down. It wonder was if it's an ankle or a knee. It, it was an awkward – awkward It fall. was an awkward fall. It was an awkward tackle. That That ankle looks real bad. That ankle looks real bad. That would be a big loss for the Eagles, and we got a great medical staff out there. His right ankle, he went down. It was so weird looking. He had it, uh, the 51 for Summit, just grabbed him and held him by the back of the jersey and just held on. DJ almost broke it out, but it looks like if he was being dragged down. Kind of like a horse collar dynamic, but he didn't have him up by the horse collar. Absolutely right. And now DJ is up, but he is limping significantly. He is walking under his own power. If you can walk it, it ain't broke. Yeah. You know what? Go find some dirt, rub it on it, and let's go. Well, let's let the medical staff assess it. Hey, I exactly stayed, what I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> no, he looks, he's walking off on his own. From it, from, it looked really bad when he was down, but he is back up and moving it. And, uh, he made, a, is, nice, he made a nice – he made a real nice cut at the line of scrimmage and almost bounced it to get second to the second level. one made a nice play to get back into the play and hold on and bring him down. Hopefully DJ's okay. We're going to take him over here and look at him. Well, he didn't want to get looked at. He just stood on the sideline, and Joe had to come get him. So I think he's going to be all right. Cole Fisher's rolling right. He's got a man. He's finding Metzler. Metzler fights forward just short of the first down. It's going to be third and less than one. But that's a really good play on second down and uh, nine. Yeah, we coached Metzler. He coached both him and his older brother. His older brother's at the university up north, that state up north. He's a Wolverine. Wilkowski's in, heavy run package. Bernard at the running back spot. 
They're in 4-4 personnel. They've loaded the box. They hand it to Bernard. Bernard's going to bounce it out. He's got plenty of room. And he is down inside the 20, and he spins. He is still up and gets thrown out of the 10. He got 10 more yards after he was boxed in, where it looked like he was going to step out of bounds. He does that wacky spin move, puts his foot back in the field of play, and fights down for another 10 yards to the 10-yard line. What a great play by Alex Yeah, we had the heavy shot in. Wilkowski was in at the H-back spot, gets a kick out. Bernard didn't cut it up. He bounced outside but got the edge and made a nice run. Extra guy on the field didn't get the snap quick enough. Wilkowski in motion. He kind of goes to the left. They're going to hand it to Bernard. Bernard gets stuck at about the seven and fights forward for a gain of about seven down to the three. He was carrying Silver Knights on his back. That was another great run inside. Yeah, it looks like they're wrapping DJ's ankle, Chad. So maybe maybe he turned the ankle that he had an issue early in the year. Looks like he may be okay. That's great news because the way he was writhing around on the ground and holding that thing, it didn't look too positive, but... You always have that reaction when you're nervous, when you're dinged up a little bit. Hand the ball to Bento. Nope, Cole it's going to be Cole down. keeping it. He's going to yeah. stick it in the end zone. And the Eagles, on their first drive of the second half, Cole take care of business. They make the score 29-3, EAT pending. And, boy, I tell you what, if you're a Silver Knights fan, this is going to be a really tough to overcome. And only two passes on the drive, Chad. One was a swing pass that was marginal in the – uh, the run was that comeback on the rollout where we picked up seven. Other than that, great mix of running the ball between Fisher, Ames, and Bernard. And the Eagles put it in the end zone. Great drive from the guys in black. Extra point is up, and it is good. So 30-3. to three. Just the way you want it to be. I'm going to take a look here and take a look at Summit. Half a mile from the park. Okay. Yeah, no, exactly what I'm talking about. I want to take a look at what they've been doing this year. We're down the street up here. Okay. My folks are like a mile. I know we tried earlier, Joe, man, that they're four and three on the season. But I want to take a look and see how they've been doing this year. Summit Country Day lost a heartbreaker to, to, to future MVP. They've lost three real, they've lost three very close games. They haven't had a game. That they didn't win, it wasn't really close. They lost to Purcell Marion from uh, the GCL Central, or Central, who is going to be part of the Miami Valley Conference next year. 15-14 in their opener. They lost, they lost by 20 to Reading, which was pretty surprising. I didn't see the Reading, so I think that yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet they'd have, like to have the the Reading game back. The Reading game they lost by 20. They're young. They've got some real strong senior guys in the front seven that I've been impressed with tonight that have played very physical as the heartbeat. But they're all five of their skill guys they're going to have back next year. I think Summit's going to be is going to be pretty darn good for a few years. A squid kick by uh, Phillips, picked up at the 20-yard line, taken up to the 30, and wrapped up by a host of eagles. Or is that a flock of eagles? I don't know what the uh, nomenclature is for a flock or a murder of crows or something weird like that. But anyway, the first and 10 for Summit at their own 30-yard line. It's a gaggle of eagles. I think it's a gaggle of bees. But thanks for going with it. Hey, you know, why not? I don't know the Eagles fly and pack. Look it up, but I'm not sure they do. That's ducks. <laughs> Quack. Quack. Anyway.
And last week, the Summit Country Day team beat Miami Valley Christian Academy, who had not lost, and they're the Eagles' Week 10 opponent. Tobel back Summit the quarterback. Takes the, well, takes well, the snap. Yeah. Tobel takes he, he it up Tobel. the middle and gets a gain of about 17 yards oh, up to the 48-yard line. That's a really good play. By their uh, by their best player number twelve, BT Tobel. Yeah, I think someone was thinking along similar lines with us in this slap in the soup. Where the weather's hard to execute your horizontal passing game. They put Tobel in at the quarterback. See what they could get from him out of the run game. He's still in there. He's still at quarterback. This is when you're looking at the weather and how cold it is. It's nice to have a big lead. Here comes Tobel. This time they wrap him up for a loss of one. Great job. I believe that it was either Ben Sanders over there or that was uh, number 60. And Colby Tony on the top. Colby, yep, Colby Tony and Ben Sanders. And we got a summit night is down. I do not know who that is. Is that Tobel? Oh, that is bad news. Summit not Silver Knights fan. That's, that's an outstanding football player right there who's on the ground in a little bit of pain. Yeah, put him back at quarterback to try to give him a spark in the run game. Had a nice play on first down. Eagles were real strong at the point of attack on second down. And like Sanders, and I, yeah. I didn't see Wolkowski or Tony. And I think one of the backers came and cleaned it up. I didn't see who the backer was. He is up. He is he is up gingerly. I tell you what, it's a mirror image of what we just saw with DJ Ames. He looked like he was down for the count. He gets up and he's, he's walking gingerly to the side. But that kid is an athlete like that. He's going to be a gamer. I would not be shocked to see him here in the next couple series. For uh, for an update with DJ Ames, I do not see him out there on the field currently. But I also don't see him on the in, uh, on the bench area where he's been sitting down. So he might be up and kind of walking. Yep. And now Summit's ready. They're like in a inverted full house in the shotgun. That is a unique formation. It looks like the Eagles are going to blitz off the side. They are. Julian Herman wraps him up in the backfield. Loss of two. Loss of one. It's going to be third down and about 12. I tell you, if you're going to blitz somebody, you want to blitz Julian Herman because the kid's a heat-seeking missile. He's not going to miss. What a great play. Julian tripped him up, but there was a whole host of Eagles. Gaggle of Eagles, murder of Eagles, flock of Eagles just waiting at the point of attack. With the third and 11, the Silver Knights on their own 48 looking to cross the 50. Down 27, it's 30-3 to Eagles here with six and a half minutes left in the third quarter. It's a good day to be an Eagle. They put a guy in motion to the right. You know, I, uh, Tony's are, uh, number four is back to pass Steins. He throws it out incomplete. That play was a nightmare to begin with. The Eagles diagnosed and found that out, and they were just waiting all day for it. And someone's going to have to punt the football. It's been a really tough start here in the second half for the Silver Knights. The Eagles have driven down for a touchdown and now forcing a punt. And ladies and gentlemen, DJ Ames is back to return the punt. He has been remedied from his ankle injury. No, but I need it. Here we go. The summit. I don't know the punter. Back to kick. It is blocked by Julian again. 
Julian Herman, second block punch. Julian Herman on a second block of the evening. That was beautiful. The Eagles take over on the Summit 35. And ladies and gentlemen, if the Eagles are able to put this one in, that might be a Katie Bar the door time. That's fantastic. Fantastic. It's just fun to watch. The snap. So when you get a play like that, it's it's a lot of Julian being Julian, right? But the snap is a little rainbow back to the punter, and then the punter's taking like two and a half steps. You know, some of coaches are going to see that. They're going to work on that. That's going to be a learning experience for that kid. And, uh, you know, it'll just make him a better football player. I think ace formation for the Eagles. Cole Fisher hands it off to DJ. Or no, to Jack Lukowski. Jack Lukowski with the longest run of his career. 17 yards. I don't know if that's true, but boy, that was a fun little run. Jack Lukowski was like the parting of the Red Sea. They're going to try, oh, not hand it to him again. They're going to throw it out to Grody. Grody to the sideline. Oh, he's out of bounds. He's out of bounds at the two. Keon Grody on a bubble screen down inside the five-yard line. And now we're getting the guys involved. Names we haven't heard today. On the offensive side, Wilkowski carrying the ball, Grody getting it, and now they're taking Grody out. You got to feel sick for the kid. He gets him inside the two, and someone else is going to get the glory. I think, I think this is going to be Wilco's carry all the way. Kusmeyer just came in to play that eight heavy eight back spot. I think it's going to be Wilco all the way. I'll tackle behind Herman. There it is to Wilco. Touchdown, number 30. Nick Wilkowski, or Jack Wilkowski, with the touchdown. Congratulations. That's a fun play to watch. The junior, Jack Wilkowski, on the touchdown. And it looked great. Joe, man, touchdown by the junior. Looking good doing it. You know what? That's a reward for, for for putting your head as a lead blocker for the last five series. You, you feed that kid as a reward. Yeah. You know, Eagles look Phillips with the seeing eye extra point again. Eagles look pretty sharp here in the second half. Offensively in the run game, they've got it going. They've gotten several people involved. They got the defensive stop and the block punt. Pretty sharp in the slot for the Eagles. Ohio High School Athletic Association rules. We are now under a running clock. As, as the voice, the, the voice of the Eagles for 20 plus years and counting, Alan Ashbrook just announced with a 34-point lead. This game is now on a running clock for the rest of the game, unless Summit were to pay under 30, which is fantastic. Um, oh man, we're sitting here watching the destruction of Summit, which is, you know, they're a young team. They got a lot of young skill. CHCA not having our most – we're not the most productive year that we've had. We've got a, young, a lot of young guys as well. But they lost to Norwood by three points, and they beat Miami Valley Christian Academy by, by two touchdowns. Those are the next two opponents for the Eagles. We talked a lot of last, the last few weeks at Trimble about how that was a playoff game. Well, it's only a playoff game if you went out. So today the Eagles are taking care of business with a 37-3 lead. Let's kind of start looking forward at Norwood and Miami Valley Christian Academy. Can the Eagles win out and make the postseason? Yeah, I think they can. You just got to take it one game at a time like they're doing tonight. That summit's going to be just fine. They've got a lot of 
really strong young kids. I've been impressed by some of their seniors' physicality in the defensive front that, Ramsey, that really stopped two, a lot of, prevented a lot line. of big plays in early in the first half. They're going to be just fine. they got great kids. They're going to be good for a while. I think our game next year against them is going to be a, a real war. And Eric Parker. A real battle. Cincinnati It'll be a Donnie Brook. I think the Eagles just got to stay focused uh, and keep executing to get out of this one. And then Norwood will be very physical next week. And Miami Valley Christian's got some real good players. So they got to keep getting better one week at a time. Just take care of business one game at a time. The kickoff was returned up to the 28-yard line by Summit. And now they are in a shotgun formation. They're going to put a guy in motion. They got. Uh, uh, they were going to run a counter. They were going to run a counter. It looks like it was a false start by the right guard. He was getting. He was getting up quick to move the pole. Yeah, but Stein fumbled the snap. I think he's really having trouble with the element. Yeah. And Cole's looked a little out of sorts. I wouldn't say this has been Cole's best game, but all things considered, I think Cole's done a pretty yeoman's job taking care of the ball, getting the passes when we needed them, getting the big plays when we needed them, and done a nice job. Well, as of right now, if CHA wins out, they are they are scheduled to be either the number six or seven seed, and there's a huge difference between the two because the seven seed is going to have to travel to Madison, and uh, the Madison Mohawks are who beat us last year, and they're they are every bit as good as they are, even better than they were last year. So we got to hope for that that six seed. Great play by the quarterback. He was under pressure. He flipped it out while under pressure to an out route on the left side. Caught. And move forward past the 30-yard line, gain of about four yards on second. No, no, that's gain of about nine yards from the penalty. So from a first and 15 to a second and manageable eight yards to go seven. Yeah, the region's got some good teams in it because they move Wheelersburg in it this year too. So you got the defending state champs and Milltown Madison's probably a lot of people's favorites to win the state championship. They've got to be. They got a strong team and a great senior class. So our guys don't apologize or genuflect to anybody, but there's certainly going to be some challenges in the region. There sure are a lot of pressure by the defensive line for the Eagles. That looked like that was that was uh, Parker and Sanders and. 25 Kenimer getting through, making a great job under pressure. The kid had to throw it, and it was out of bounds, incomplete. So now it's third and six. And now the rain is coming. The rain is coming, Chad. It's making me rethink my decision not to bring an umbrella because we have the awning. Hey, football's a man's game, Joe. We can walk in the elements. It is, but but walking to your car <laughs> is a sport for all ages. <laughs> Mea culpa. And ability. <laughs> All right, so Summit is in the ace formation. They got shotgun. They're running a screen. It's wide open, but there's a linebacker there. Misses the tackle. They tackled him right at the stick. They're going to give him a first down. It's a good good play. Great play, great execution on the screen on third and six to move the stick. Yeah, it was a nice play call, but it wasn't a big play. And you got to give credit to got Mike Phillips coming from behind the play, hustling and staying with it to make the tackle. And Herman kept it from being a bigger play. Colby Tony's down. He's going to rush out. I don't know if it was a cramp. I don't know if he was tired, but he was down on the ground and then leapt up and ran to the sideline. And uh, who's in for him? I don't oh, know. Pinto it knows. We'll All play right. Pinto it. No, no, we got 40 linemen because we got Kenimer playing yeah, the other Kenimer. two tackles. Yep. So it looks like we've got Kenimer, Sanders, we've got 44 personnel in, yeah, in uh, 
Parker. Shotgun formation, fullback right behind. It's going to be a little little counter. No, there is. Oh, they're knocking their own guy off. The Jacksonville does his job for a loss of three. Great play. Looks like freshman Keyshawn Walker is getting some reps at outside backer, too. Keyshawn Walker. Unless I look at that wrong. I may be wrong. Look at that as well from their own 37-yard line. Maybe been on that play. He was. That's not 24. I don't see him, though. Not on the field right now, no. Flaggles in. He was, I think, on the last play. We're, we got 4-4 personnel on the field. Yep. Although Julian, Julian Herman would be your best strong safety on any team you play. So What a great stick by Metzler. They ran a little wide receiver screen, and Metzler beat the block to get there right at the point of catch. So it is a loss of another three for a third down and 16. You know, what a great play by Metzler. You know, Chad, is actually, as I just was thinking about that and talked about it, we actually have a variation of solid 44 personnel because Herman has the athletic ability to play any of the secondary positions. And he's, he, so he can play that strong safety rocked up backer and be better than your strong side backer, <laughs> which is an incredibly important position in that defense. Absolutely. Summit's going to hand it off. It looks like it's a throw. Now he's going to run. And it is across the line of scrimmage. It is a big stick. The ball pops up in the air and goes out of bounds. Yeah, it was, it was Flynn on the jet sweep. Remember, sophomore, he mentioned in the beginning, he's got a ton of speed. Looked really good. And Julian Herman he met him and just, just said, hello, Mr. Sophomore Young Man. I think that I think Flynn is going to have a shit, his fair share of long touchdown run next year, though. He's, uh, he's a good-looking good, good player. He's a great-looking player. Julian's just a different maker player at high school football. Julian is so much fun to watch. Having DJ, Julian, and Bernard on the same field is always is just is just a fantastic. And we got to enjoy it the next few. We have to enjoy it the next few weeks, guys, because. We only got two games left as we have to hear the fourth quarter, end of the third quarter. We got two games of the regular season, and then nothing's guaranteed after that. End of the third quarter, it is the score, your CHCA Eagles 37, the Summit Silver Knights 3. It is a cold, windy, rainy, perfect football night. And uh, and it is a CHCA big lead. It is just the way you'd want to draw it up. Man, if this was a grass field, there are going to be some grass fields around Cincinnati that are torn up tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. You can imagine a PNZ Tide commercial. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. That's a free plug for a multi-billion dollar corporation, Joe, man. Earn media. <laughs> <laughs> Eagles uh, getting ready to return a punt. It is fourth and seven from the Summit 42-yard line. New punter, too. New punter. Boy, these the, the returners, DJ and uh, and Bernard, are about 15 yards downfield, and the ball goes about 15 yards. No, nice it roll. Up. It got a nice roll down inside the 30. Nice you know, up. it is hard to judge a punt by the way it comes off a punter's foot because sometimes the most weird-looking punts just roll nice forever. 
There is a flag by the line of scrimmage on the sideline. I don't know if that's going to be a formation problem or or an encroachment or an alignment offside. And they're going to wave the flag off. It looks like that is an an inadvertent flag. So the Eagles are going to take over on their own 28. With a 37-3 lead, the clock is going to be running. I would say, given the scenario, down and distance score, fourth quarter, rain, cold, we're going to see a lot of running the football. Yeah, I do too. I think you'll see the Ames kid at quarterback too before too long. Cole's going out right now with a mix of the ones and some other guys. But I think you're right. I think you're going to see some run. I think you're going to see a steady dose of Jack Wilkowski. You've got a lot of number two receivers out there, which is great to get these guys some time in a league game. Snap. Hand it off to Jack Wilkowski. He's breaking some tackles. Jack Wilkowski breaks the line. He didn't get him. Oh, no. He gets ripped down at the 40-yard line. But there are some flags going down. And I tell you what, it was they are hitting Cole Fisher every time he hands the ball off. They are hitting Cole Fisher every time he hands the ball off about five seconds after he hands the ball, and there is no flags on that. And I'm not going to lie to you, that's, that's, that's garbage. I think they got a hold or a block, an unnecessary block in the back behind the flag. Reject didn't need the block. He got outside. It was a nice run. And it's going to bring this all the way back, and we're going to redo first down from the same spot. That is really frustrating. And Jack Wilkowski got up a little gimpy and ran and ran the ball and ran off the field. Is getting seen by the trainers. I don't know if it's a cramp. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully that young man's okay. Hands it off to Klusmeyer. He gets first down yardage. They're calling another penalty. This is called managing the game through penalties, and Jeff Colby Tony is limping off. He's okay. I think it's a cramp. Might be a cramp. Holding has been called against him. Yeah, this is this is managing a game right now to not let the score get any worse than it is. I'll tell you what, though, if they, if they if they hit Cole Fisher one more time, I bet this is going to go nuclear. I didn't see. I didn't see it, so I don't know. I can't speak to it. When's that ever stopped you, Joe, man? <laughs> Touche. Maybe I've learned some self-control as I've gotten older. Snap. They're going to throw the ball out. Number four? Yeah. Morgan. How do you pronounce his last name? Is that how Sakai. Sakai. Morgan, Morgan Sakai. Sakai, freshman. Making an appearance. Morgan Sakai. Pops the pass. He gets a goal. He gets a gain of about five yards, four yards, right up to the 30. It's going to be second and nine. Yeah, I watched the Sakai kid one, and I've had some chances either in second half of our city games when I can. And he's pretty smooth. I think he's got a bright future. We're going to – Eagles fans are going to be very happy with him over the long haul. Hand the ball to Klusmeyer. He's got nothing. It's going to be a loss of a yard. So it's going to be third down and 10. Third down and 10 for the Eagles. Eight minutes, 45 seconds and counting. Third down nine. Just so you know, Deer Park is up 28 to 14 on Madeira. 
Madeira taking a 70 to nothing loss last week against Wyoming. Madeira's getting beat by Deer Park. That would be pretty key to get CHGA out of that seven seed into the six seed and avoid the Middletown Madison Mohawks in the first round should CHGA win out. Fisher back to pass. He's getting flushed out of the pocket. He's just going to run it, and that's probably going to be uh, grounding. Are they going to call grounding? There was not a soul around. Not a soul around. They're talking about it as an official. There's the flag. It's got to be grounding. It's a loss of down, loss of yards. But you know what? In a game like this, you don't want to take a hit. You, you make that play and you win your goal, Fisher. Punch the ball. Punch the ball. Go play. Go play some defense. Yeah, the, the, to your point, Chad, the Madeira game is big. Or if the Deer Park ends up holding on and wins, I think it's from the numbers, from a qualification and playoff standpoint. For those last three spots, there's five teams that are kind of jumbled up, and so with their loss, that helps improve our chances with the win here of making sure we get in because a lot can still happen. There are no guarantees. Punt by Fisher. It is not great. It's about a 10-yard punt. The ball went straight up in the air and bounced backwards a little bit. So from the 25-yard line, the punt goes about 13 yards to the 38-yard line, and that's where we're going to be taking over. Jack Wilkowski's on the sideline, being looked at by the trainer. We'll find out what's going on here. That is a key cog in our defense. Great young man. Hopefully everything's all right. A little slowing. Rest it, rest it for a week or two and be ready to go. Eat. It looks like, to me, it looks like an ankle. We'll have to see. Just turned an ankle a little bit. Oh, it's a nice ankle. That's good. So, Summit takes over on the Eagles' 37-yard line. They're going to hand it off. And there's a whole bunch of Eagles waiting, but he bounces out Not and this. gets back to the line of scrimmage. Great defense by the Eagles. Ellis Ramsey gets the call. Tion Grody. Ellis on Ramsey pursuit. on the run. Grody with the pursuit. And it looks like uh, second down and 10 yards. Up second down and 10. You know, I still see a lot of starting numbers out there. I see Ben Sanders. I see, uh, well, some has got their one still in. I think there's an element of the physicality of the game, protecting our guys from injury, too. There's, that's fair. Plus, this has, been, this has been a pretty physical game, which you always expect when we play them. Just a physical rivalry. So I think there's a lot of an idea of letting the older guys play against the older guys. Trips right. Here comes the blitz. Oh, Sanders and Parker were there, but this, oh, Parker came back and got him. That'll go down as a sack. Maybe he got back to the line of scrimmage, but it looked like who was going off the edge? Is that Julian Herman? I think that was like Sanders off the edge. Well, there was Herman on the backside. Sanders came right in his face. The quarterback stepped up right in between it, and then it looked like Parker – Pursuing down the line and kept it from becoming anything. It may not go down as a sack, but it's a lot, it's a gain of nothing. Five minutes and counting, 37 to 3 CHCA here in the fourth quarter. 
Summit Country Day is uh, in Eagles territory at the 38-yard line. Tell you what, Steins for Summit has had a pretty tough night. Yeah, nice job by Parker keeping his motor running. Absolutely. Steins is back to pass. Oh, Sanders inside runner. He's got him. Throws it down the field, and they're calling it incomplete. Fourth down. Fourth down and 11 from the Eagles' 38-yard line. Your summit, you're down 34 points. you got to go. Yes, Ben Sanders took an inside rush across the tackle space. Flushed the quarterback, forced him to have to go to his right. Phillips did a nice job coming from his backer position to not give the quarterback anywhere to run. And the quarterback tried to throw to the, run, the wide receiver on a comeback route, and it was just short. I think they're going to punt. I'll tell you what, Ben Sanders has had a game tonight. Ben, you know, Ben is a kid that has gotten better every single week and was huge in the Trimble game. Looks like Nicholson's going to try for this field goal. This is a 55-yard no, field goal attempt. They're going to put Adam Bauer back inside the 10. That is a boot. It doesn't have the leg. They're going to return it. Bauer has it. He's going to get out to the 20. Oh, he's going to cut oh, back. They've got a whole bunch of room. They're going to call a hole behind the play. Well, good for Bauer, though. Ben, with a nice cutback, with a great, nice opportunity to make a play, to return a, a short field goal a little bit. Almost like a kickoff. That's great experience for him. That's certainly that's not wasted. They're, calling, they're going to call uh, Ben Sanders on the hold. So we just talked about how great a night he's having, and he's got to hold 35 yards behind the play. But again, managing the game from a referee perspective. Yeah, Ben. Ben. Ben's getting better every week. I think every week. He's very pleased with how he's developed, and every we ought to be proud of the young man. He's become a very important part of the defense. He's been solid and physical at the point of attack, providing pass rush when we need it. He's done a great job at his defensive end position. Really great job. He was key a few weeks ago at Trimble. He's an undersized kid, and Trimble brought some toughness. But I tell you what, he was as good as you possibly could be in a big game, in a big spot. And he's, we've been calling his name all night. Eagles, the ball's backed up all the way to the 13-yard line, 12-yard line. Colin Ames is in. Colin Ames is in. They're going to hand the ball off to Keyshawn Walker, who gets about a gain of maybe one. Keyshawn Walker. But this is going to be fun to watch 24. His first varsity carry, he's a freshman against Holy Cross. 50 yards for a touchdown. The young man's worked his tail off. He's a great kid. I'm really excited to watch him play. He's going to be one of the next big things. So he was on my team last year, and uh, it was a lot of fun to have a, have around. Man, he's a great kid. He and Colin Ames can be a nice punch back there once he plays. Yeah, absolutely. Clock is running. Colin Ames takes the snap. It's low. It's bouncing around. He's just going to dive on it. Dive on it. You know what? You got two minutes, three minutes of a rolling clock. Don't give him in freebie. You know, when you think about it, the defense played fantastic. played really well. We gave up three points because the offense turned the ball inside the 15-yard line, and we held them to a field goal, and that's, that's all they've sniffed tonight. Yeah, we haven't. They have some big play potential guys. We haven't given up any big plays. Really had one long screen pass in the first half. Was it. Did a great job on sudden change. I agree with you, Chad. Defense played a nice, did a nice job tonight. Snap. Oh, Colin Ames is bringing it out of the end zone. He barely gets out. 
on the zone read kind of looking thing, but it's a loss of two. So now the Eagles have gone from the 12 to the four. It is going to be fourth and 17. And the Eagles are going to have to punt it away. But all things considered, this is great, Joe, man. Two minutes left, a 37 to three Eagles lead. It's been a beautiful night for football. Freezing night for uh, announcing. But the camaraderie has been quite warm. Oh, they got the punt off. He was it was going crazy. He was, that was a weird snap. He was running around in the back in the back of the uh, end zone. He was getting pressured. It looked like he was going to be a safety, and he ended up kicking the football and getting about 30 yards out of something that could have been a nightmare. Nice job by Cole Fisher. Defense back up. What do you think? Minute 30 left. See if they can keep putting points on the board. I think maybe. I think maybe we need to get a, a, a backup punter for a situation when you're up 34 in your own end zone in a game that is now decided to not have your starting quarterback being keyed off on. <laughs> Clock is running. My fingers are like little icicles. It has dropped 30 degrees since the start of the game today. It is so cold. But we're here bringing you Eagles football with a minute left. 37-3 CHCA Summit snapping the ball. Steins is going to and he gets hit. The ball is down. They're calling it a fumble. Eagles football. Herman. Herman coming up, blitzing off the back. Steins never saw him. Herman forces the fumble. Was that, who picked it up? Did Parker did it? That might have been Parker. Pierce Kenimer gets the pick up on the fumble. The Eagles ball, and that's going to be the end. And that's going to be a 37-3 is going to be your final. Julian Herman with two block punts and a forced fumble. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Because when it, at the very beginning of the game, Summit came out and started jumping around on the 50-yard line with their flag. And I think that some of the Eagles took notice of it. Yes. But by their flag, you mean it was the American flag. Oh, I thought it was there. No, I the thought American it was Summit. Flag. Either way, they're jumping around on the Eagle 50-yard line pregame. And uh, it did not go unnoticed. Here comes the knee. Joe, man, who should we make our, our uh, Matt Coleman player of the game? Alex Bernard had two touchdowns. Ben Sanders had a whale of a game on defense. Uh, Julian Herman had two block punts. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a team, or I would say, or I'd give it to Cole for managing the game in bad weather. Well, it is a final here at Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, CHCA 37 Summit 3. Good luck to the Silver Knights the rest of the way. We will see you next week as we are at Norwood to take on the Norwood Indians in our quest to finish the season and make the playoffs. Joe, man, any final thoughts from our game tonight? Good job by the Eagles. We came out well in the second half. Summit's got some nice players. They're going to be good for a few years, for the foreseeable future. It's always good to get a win against a rival. And our guys did a nice job taking care of business and got a just keep going one game at a time. Final once again, 37-3. to Your CHCA Eagles move to 5-2 and two on the season. Great job by Mark Mueller and the boys. 
And uh, until next week, when we're at Norwood, thanks for joining CHGA Eagles football. Have a great evening.